Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Matthew Ferry, along with my co-hosts... Christian Sakara, Patrick Palolo. And this is the fifth episode of Bump in the Night Paranormal Radio. It's been a while, uh, due to the fact that a certain somebody, Mr. Patrick over here, was in South Carolina? North. North Carolina. Carolina. Um, you know, the Carolinas, they both look the same to me. Did you want to talk about your experience now and get that off the bat before we go into the topics that we have planned? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay, so... Um, in North Carolina, I actually stayed at a uh, a cabin uh, in the hill in the Black Hills of North Carolina. It's really nice and pretty, and beautiful, and so the house has two levels. There's the top level, and then which is like uh, where there's the living room, the kitchen, and then there's an upstairs bedroom, and then there's a downstairs game room. So I remember that a uh, few hours before we left. To uh, pack everything and head back to Florida, I uh, opened the door to go downstairs and I turned the light on and I got about two steps, maybe like two steps, and I heard footsteps, clear as day. I heard footsteps walk up the stairs to like where the 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 turn to the, the yeah when you go downstairs. Yeah. I heard about like four or five steps, and I thought somebody was down there. And I said. Hello? Is anybody down there? I walked down there and there was nobody down there. Hmm. And I kind of was like, okay, so let me go back upstairs. Because maybe it came from upstairs or something? So I went back upstairs, and as I was coming up the stairs, um, I saw my sister in the kitchen. And my brother-in-law was just coming out of the guest bedroom. So I'm like, where's mom and dad? She's like, well... I think mom's upstairs. Dad is somewhere else. I was like, okay, I just heard footsteps downstairs. And I was the only one by myself. So I go upstairs, and sure enough, my mom was actually in the upstairs bedroom, packing, still. Mm-hmm. And my dad was in the shower. Okay. So there was no way that anybody else could have been down there. You don't think it was just you mishearing your uh, mom's footsteps? No. Because she was upstairs. Yeah, but so were you technically, right? You were upstairs going I was, down? I was downstairs. Oh, you were downstairs. I, thought you I, was, you were... I was downstairs. I, I opened the door to, go, oh, to okay. go downstairs into the game room to look for something. Okay. And I remember as I, I got about maybe like two or three steps before I heard footsteps coming up. Because I thought somebody was downstairs. Walking up the stairs. So I called out. I was like, anybody down there? Mom? Dad? Okay, so you were upstairs, and you heard it coming from downstairs, coming up the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was getting ready to go down the stairs to where I heard the footsteps come up. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So, yeah, it wouldn't be able to be... No. Because you, you were the only three there. Yeah. Okay. And it couldn't have been, up, it couldn't have been upstairs, because there would have been an... There would at least been, like... Like an... I'm not, I'm not an echo, but... Um, you would, I, with, how old was the cabin? It was, it was pretty old. You, you probably would have, you probably would have felt see. it if somebody was on the if it was somebody upstairs. You would have felt like the the pressure on the the floor a little bit. But yeah, but I mean, I heard it clear as day. Yeah, just footsteps walk right up the stairs as if somebody was like just get ready to walk up. I was waiting for somebody to turn the corner. That's why I stood there like, okay, I figured somebody was down there. I went down there and I was good. I was down there for like about a good five minutes by myself, just like. Okay, so there's nobody down here. That's great. Go back upstairs. My sister's in the kitchen. 
my brother-in-law's coming out of the bedroom, my mom's upstairs packing, and my dad's in the shower. So there's no way anybody else could have been downstairs but me. Huh. Yeah. And I know it couldn't have been mine because I only took about two or three steps. So did you do anything else, like paranormal stuff on the... On your vacation there? I know you, you showed me the pictures, which we're going to post. I have the picture. I'll send it to you. Of the the Bigfoot section that you sent me a picture of from some store. <laughs> I thought that was interesting that they had a whole Bigfoot section. Did you go on any like Bigfoot tour or any port- no, paranormal, paranormal stuff? Not really. I mean, I heard about the, some of the paranormal tours over there, and it, I just heard that they weren't really good. Like, it was more along the lines of, like, amusement than actual paranormal. I guess. Well, most of those are, though. Like, the ones in New Orleans especially. Which is funny. That they charge for those. Because technically, you can just walk next to them. Yeah. Like, well, they the can't ones, tell you now. The ones in New Orleans, we we were actually pretty good when we... When yeah, but I mean, like, they're, they're always over the top, so I'm saying. But the ones that I saw in the French Quarter were, you know, you know, the guy dressed in, like, the Victorian clothing with the top hat, like... Not even that. Really? No, it wasn't even like that. Well, that's cool. I, I just, it's weird. That, like, the, but you went into buildings and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they, especially in New Orleans. I'm talking about the ones, like, that are always on the streets. They never take you into buildings. They're just like, this building right here, let me tell you what happened to this building right here. Like, can we go in it? Can we go in it? No. Okay, go in it. Thanks. I think the, I, I remember the one in, uh, the one ghost tour I went on in St. Augustine. Yeah, that was pretty, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, St. Augustine has the same over-the-top, like... Yeah, it was more along the lines of, like, a college acting group. Yeah, yeah it was really, really stupid. I, and, and they charge, like, they charge, like, high-ticket price for this, dude. It's like, you know, you're talking about, like, $20 a ticket and stuff like that. Like, that's 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 a bit extreme, man. I mean, when Maybe tickets, for 5 or 10 When a ticket's, like, 25 bucks a person... Yeah. You, yeah, you know, it's, like, amusement more than anything. Yeah. The best one I've ever been on, by far, had to be in Gettysburg. At the Jenny Wade house. Ah. Oh. By far. Which she was like the only casualty? Yep. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so, you didn't like visit, there's no, I don't know if there's any like Civil War stuff there. I, I don't know what you, you went there for a wedding, so I didn't know if you had a free time. To there, I mean, a little bit, but at, right after the wedding, we, well, the day after, we like packed and head, headed for the Black Hills. We I mean, we went to the caverns. That was cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Like a, or excuse me. It was like a, ca- uh, it was a cavern that um, revolutionary soldiers actually found. Huh. Yeah. It'd be crazy if you found some sort of, you stumbled across the hidden chamber, found some treasure from Revolutionary War time. Right? <laughs> oh, it's George Washington's cup. It's crazy. That'd be interesting. It's made out of teeth. Now, do you think in a, do you think something like that would have any paranormal? Uh, no, maybe. I mean, anything's possible when it comes to paranormal. That's what makes it paranormal. It's, it's unexplainable by the parameters of normality. But uh, you know, was there that was pretty much it with your trip. We went to um, uh, the motorcycle museum. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, went around the downtown shops of, of uh, Asheville. I hear Asheville's a pretty awesome place. They have a really great pinball museum. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. They cool. had a Atari limited edition Star Wars, like, Battlefront that was, like, 50 cents to play, but it was all original. It was, like, one of a kind. Like, damn near perfect condition. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
picture of it. Well, with that being said, I guess we can move on, right? Yeah, it's pretty much. It yeah, pretty but, much you, but you had a paranormal experience, which is always cool, I guess. It's I mean, one one paranormal experience. Yeah. As far as the cabin goes, even though I never really really felt anything other than that, it was the only time that something happened. Well, so uh, Christian, what uh, what are the topics today? Uh, this evening we will be going over the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Um, the Nazis and the occult. Okay. And uh, movie curses, cursed movies, however yeah, you want to yeah, word it. Yeah, it's kind of a. I think it's about the same. Call it that. Uh, which one did you want to start with? Um, hmm. That's a toughie, Patrick. Which one would you lo- would like to start with today? Ooh, what's uh, you know what? Let's do Nazis in the occult. All right. So, uh, what did you find out about Nazis in the occult? Well, um, aside from the fact that the Nazis really had a taking taking wrong word. I'm sorry. Not word. Uh, attraction to like black magic and their. I'm trying to like remember. Like I'm, I'm trying to remember because it's just. So uh, Nazis and the occult. So basically, um, Hitler and one of his uh, upper higher um, members actually sent out special forces basically to look for and track down paranormal artifacts. Um, I guess some both fiction and non-fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being the Spear of Destiny or the Spear of Longinus, which was supposedly the spear used to test if Jesus Christ was dead. Basically, if blood came out, he was still alive. So I'm not sure exactly what it means. And then if it was clear, he was dead. It was something to do with the, you know, uh, because their blood's not flowing anymore. Right. Um, and they, I guess they used that a lot for the crucifixions, but... Because it was Christ, this artifact that supposedly exists has some sort of magical, mystical power that some people believe it can give you godlike strength. Some of you, some people believe it as it gives you immortality, mm-hmm. and others believe it could pretty much just end the world. Yeah, like in the uh, uh, movie of Constantine, that's what they used. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about it that. It was just the head of the spear. Though. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all that's going to be. Yeah, true. <laughs> unless the spear was made out of uh, like bronze or anything like that, or whatever they use for. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been wood, though, than the, the head of the spear. So the head of the spear would probably be the only thing existent. Yeah, because the other half would be the shaft would be a wood shaft, so that would have corroded or faded away or whatever you want to call it. Um, I know that they as they they would dabble within the black arts, mm-hmm. you know, black magic, witchcraft stuff like that. They pretty much tried anything that was paranormal to see if they could get an edge in power. I mean, they supposedly... They searched for UFOs. They supposedly tried to build their own UFO, which I guess ended badly. I think we talked about that before, where it just spun, but they couldn't get it to stop the friction, so it just kind of whipped people around from reports. Yeah, I believe that was in episode two. We talked a little... touched on that a little bit. So, I mean, they were pretty much... There's not really much on it, per se. Like, they, they went out for a lot of different artifacts. Oddly enough, I'm surprised I didn't go after the like the Codex, Gygus, the Gygus Codex, because <laughs> everything seems to tie together. Now that we we started doing the show, we're finding a lot of coincidences there. Um, there's a lot of different stuff. What did you come across with it, Christian? Uh, not too much as far as like uh, what I've seen, other than the uh, 
Of course, uh, such ideas of this has been part of pop culture since the early 1940s, of them actually, like, uh, people assuming and going through, like you said, like, they were into the black magic and stuff like that. They were pretty much trying anything that would give them an edge. And it kind of, like, with the pop culture within that, it gained renewed popularity starting in the 1960s. Well, you got to remember there's a movie where two... Yeah, two movies, because the third one's not really about them. Um, there's two movies that we know of as big nerds and geek fandom, which would be Indiana Jones oh, yeah, and uh, the, the, the Last Ark of the Covenant. And Raiders then, of the Lost Ark. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and then The Last Crusade. Yep. Both of them dealing with paranormal artifacts. Both of them, guess what? The Nazis trying to find mm-hmm. them for power and gain, and or gain and power. Kind of a weird situation that, that made it into movies. But people, you know, people always thought, oh, they just picked the Nazis because, you know, they were the villains of that time, which is kind of true, but it's also true that they did look for these artifacts, and they spent money doing it. And I don't mean just, like, here's, like, 20 bucks, go see if you can find this artifact. Like, they sent people out on huge expeditions all over the world to find these artifacts. Even crazier, is, and nobody knows why, but there's some bunkers in, like, I think it's the Los Angeles area where Nazis have been, you know, setting up... I don't know. We didn't know about it. They were kind of they were secret, setting up these bunkers there, and no, but nobody knows why. What if they were looking for paranormal artifacts? There's a bunch of paranormal stuff supposedly in Brazil that they went looking for when they came down there and started, right. you know, after the war to try to get into a Fourth Reich type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I don't think anything was found, obviously, because there's no Fourth Reich yet. Um, that we know of. Yeah. So, there's a lot of people that believe things like Hitler was the devil's advocate and stuff like that. He worked for Satan. Got his power from Satan. So, he would go out and find these artifacts to improve his, well, the Dark One's dynasty, I guess, or empire. Well, it sounds like Darth Vader. Kind of. Except Darth Vader, I guess if you go into biblical research, Satan wasn't, supposedly, he wasn't really that terrible of a guy. Mm -hmm. I guess in some way he is, but... In others, he's not. Um, so yeah, there's things dealing with uh, Hitler and the bath of it and stuff like that. You know, a lot of weird stuff about Hitler when it came to that. Um, but then again, this group considered themselves evil. It wasn't wasn't like they were hiding that fact. You know, at first they started off as we're the good guys, but they didn't they didn't stay that way. They you know they went into their whole whole thing real quickly. Took the world by storm. At least the European part of the world. And, uh, I don't know. Am I the only one here that has anything to say about this? I mean, um, well, I mean, it's a fascinating read, too. For, uh, oh, yeah, there is a there is a book that I've had for years. It's called The Nazis and the Occult. I'll give it a shout-out. It's a, it's a pretty interesting read. I don't remember everything on it. Um, Patrick had it for a while, so I haven't been able to delve into it too much. Uh, it's a... It's a pretty interesting book. You might be able to find it at Barnes and Noble still. I mean, it was—it's been years since I bought it, but their bargain books always kind of tend to go back and forth. Yeah, um, and back in the 1960s, there was a uh, book called *The Morning of the Magicians*, which mm-hmm. talked about it, and *The Sphere of Destiny*, which also are among the most significant of the books besides this one here that you have. Yeah, a lot of groups look for that sphere. I mean, even Christian. Yeah, they look for this more on the uh, Nazi stuff, though, too, is what those two books were about. Oh, really? So there's several books on this. Yeah, that um, one. 
the magician the morning of the magicians was made in 1960 and the spirit of destiny book was made in 1972 which i'm assuming is them going for search for that i mean there's a lot of just i would consider it paranormal too that there's certain things that the nazis took that nobody can find which is weird you know paintings whole there's a whole room of gold missing Mm-hmm. That's insane. This whole room, I, I can't remember where it was exactly. Especially towards the end of the war when they like moved all that stuff. Yeah, through. but nobody knows where it was moved to. It's still out there. Somewhere there's possibly a U-boat on the bottom of the ocean with paintings upon paintings. And, you know, people believe that they might have even had some of these artifacts that they have found but couldn't figure out how to use or that they just didn't use. Or there could be a possibility that they're all just destroyed, too. Mm, That's a possibility, but the Nazis were very uh, meticulous about hiding and keeping stuff. I mean, there's people are still finding bunkers there that we didn't know existed. So, Like in Brazil, somebody, somebody from the Nazi party built this huge house in the middle of the woods with plumbing and all. <laughs> Or was that Argentina? I think it was Argentina. In one of those two places, there was a, there was a, you can check it out on a TV show, um, Hunting Hitler, I think it's what it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and they, you, it's crazy, they, they find this, basically the layout, you know, the, the, the foundation, all that stuff, they find, and this is up on a huge hill, like, there is, it's kind of weird how they would have got, well, the, the rocks that they used were on a huge hill, and they were figuring out how... They would do it. And it was obviously for somebody higher up. All right. And there was, it was somebody in hiding. Um, and it's crazy because there was there was a running running water and everything like that in there, plumbing and all. They used tile and marble and stuff in certain parts of it. It's it's insane that this house is built, but nobody seems to know who for. I mean, I think it was built for the man himself because I think he did escape to one of those countries and I think he lived his life there because they were accepted there by many of the, the locals hmm. so I mean once again it all ties into paranormal people don't even <laughs> people don't even know if Hitler died when he died supposedly what I want to know is where did his fascination with the occult come from I'm not sure man I mean the man was I don't want to say this and get flack for it but as evil as he was, I guess it, the term evil genius is a real thing with him. The guy was a very intelligent man. He wasn't some dumbass orange that just thinks they're smart. That he was he was that kind of person that was smart. I mean, he helped create Volkswagen, which was to help people afford cars, which was a good deed. Um, how they were built, or how they were supposedly made with slave labor, not good deed. But that affordable car thing, good deed. The Audubon first basic basic highway was his idea. Um, he he not oddly enough he uh, the guy that created Porsche helped make I think it's the same guy he helped create tanks for the, the Nazis. Nobody ever runs his you know his name through the mud. He's just hey I make Porsche and he was like yeah he makes some cool cars. It's also funny how uh, some of the uh, Nazis. Uh, the, some of the some of the Nazi scientists were actually recruited by the U.S. government too. Yeah, um, actually, that's how we got Einstein. I believe is he didn't want to work for them, so he came to us. Yeah, I think did we have to smuggle him out of Germany or I don't no? I, think I don't think we the, did. I think it was before. Do you think it was before war, war, before the war? Like probably the beginning, starting, and, and stuff like that. I know he's one of the people that helped uh, finish it. Yep. Yes. 
He was uh, he was one of the creators behind the uh, atomic bomb, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not I'm not too sure about that. I just know he some of his some of his mathematical equations probably tied into that. Because it was Oppenheimer that created that, I think. That because it was what's that thing? I am become death. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, they were all all sides were looking for power. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a division in the U.S. military that was sending people out looking for paranormal artifacts. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it with Japan, especially because Japan's all about like the mysticism of their their ancient culture. I think they made a movie about that. About, about which one? you, uh, you, uh, U.S. troops like looking after or trying to look at uh, trying to acquire like artifacts or something, or paintings. Uh, I think was, I think it was called the Monuments Men. No, that was us trying to find the stuff that was lost in World War Two to the Nazis. Oh, okay. That's what that was about. It's pretty pretty awesome movie. I mean, it's, I think it's George Clooney, um, John Goodman, Matt Damon. I think is also in it. Yeah, Matt Damon. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in that movie. So, in 1933, Einstein was visiting the United States, and then around the same time, Adolf Hitler came to power. Because of his Jewish background, Einstein did not return to Germany. Makes sense. Well, hmm. I wouldn't go back. I don't think the, uh, I mean, I don't think it was a problem, but I don't think Hitler would appreciate the fact that he wore high heels either. Mm-hmm. I think it was him that wore high heels. He had some... Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. He wore he wore like women's shoes. It's not a problem. I thought. It was, I think it was interesting. One of those yeah. things. I thought was a weird guy. In a way, he was his own paranormal entity. <laughs> no, I mean, see, it's just like uh, any of those geniuses kind of are. I mean, they all have that mysticism behind. Them. Einstein did. Um, Tesla did. Thomas but, Edison. Huh? Maybe Thomas Edison. No. 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 Yeah. No. Wrong. We're not getting into Edison. Wrong. Yeah. No. Wait. No. That dude stole everything from Tesla and many others. The only mysticism about him is being a jerk. <laughs> he would literally take... He'd have people um, basically work for him inventing stuff, and he'd pay them like a normal wage, but when they'd come up with something, he'd patent it under his company, and he'd take credit for it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's... Sort of, and then he... Because he's Thomas Edison, when it came to Tesla coming up with the direct current... It's direct current, right? We have alternate current now. Yeah. And so yeah. the direct current, the way he had it, he could have made electricity free for everybody. Still can't figure this out. That's another paranormal thing. Still can't figure out technically how his most of his stuff worked. We have a general idea, but we can't figure it out completely, which is insane. Like I said, those guys are like their own paranormal entities. It's it's kind of a weird thing. They, they have that mysticism, and they have this grandiose about them that people believe that they were some sort of powerful being in their own war in their own right but Hitler was that same type of genius he just used his his brain for evil he used his powers for bad not good yeah. if Dr. Evil were real he probably would be Hitler but smart <laughs> well vice versa if Dr. Evil's not very smart uh, probably be uh, uh, Blofeld Blofeld from Bond yeah because yeah. that's who Dr. Evil's Technically yeah. based on, like I said, I mean, there's books about it. Uh, not really much. There was a, I didn't see any like factual, art like not articles, but I didn't see any factual military papers that said this happened and this happened. So, right. in a way, it could be speculation. But there's a lot on it, which is kind of weird. I'd, I'd say three books, three different books, 
So it's got to come from somewhere. It's not coming from each other. <laughs> That's not something post writers do. Once again, either of you come up with anything on the Dick Holt and the Nazis? Not really too much stuff. My whole, my whole thing is, is that once again, there's a lot of odd things that have happened around in dealing with Hitler. Uh, his, you know, people don't believe that he died the night he died. People believe that he got out of there on a plane with a bunch of other higher ups mm-hmm. in the Third Reich and went to Brazil. They they have tracked down a bunch of these guys to Argentina and Brazil. So we do have proof that they were there. There is declassified pages from the U.S. military that said it is quite possible that some of these guys, including Hitler, could have been on that plane that took off because it was Hitler's plane. Right. So why would they rush to get this plane off the ground if they didn't think they, you know, doesn't make any sense. They knew something was going to happen. They knew it was coming. Of course they did. They had... Uh, the Nazis had great intelligence, other than when it came to obviously attacking Russia in the winter. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe they thought they could take Russia at their own game because Russia, Russia would be overcompensating—not overcompensating, but overconfident of the fact that well, this is our playground. Right. So maybe in a way they thought that they could take those areas. There anything else that you would like to add, Patrick, before we continue on? We are prepared about the movie stuff, aren't we? Pretty much. And the Bermuda Triangle. So which would you like to tackle first? I think uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Um, I guess we'll start with theorism or theories of what we believe that could be causing this stuff. And I mean, do you think it's paranormal yourself? I mean, I as far as the Bermuda Triangle goes, or as it also likes to be called, the Devil's Triangle is could be a lot of scientists have found that there's this thing called dark energy and this is an actual scientist saying yes. this yes is there, is there a proof to your source here yes it? uh, it's one of the energies that actually goes faster than light okay so it's a dark matter or it's like dark, dark matter but it's called dark energy it's called dark energy okay so it's like similar to i guess um uh the flash what they use in the flash the speed force? No, the stuff that comes through the speed force that, like, gave people the powers and stuff like that. It was dark matter. I don't know. I, yeah, it was I dark think matter. it's dark matter that they call it. But so, but I it's guess, yeah, essentially what it is is dark, dark energy. energy. Yes. Okay, so it's very similar because um, that's what they think. I think that's what they believe comes out of the black holes is dark matter. Yes. Or goes into the black. No, I think it's coming. It's coming out of it. Coming, coming out, and because you can't see through. Yeah, it. we can't. We can't figure out how to see dark matter with any sort of. Like scope, or it's not a, it's not a visible thing on our spectrum yet. Hmm. Um, I, and of course, you have the people saying aliens and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I can think of one that's probably all like putting his hands up in the air, Nicholas Cage style. Like, I'm not saying it's alien, it's aliens. <laughs> uh, there's a new guy. Um, I can't remember his name. I think Discovery Channel might be doing a special on it soon. Uh, he supposedly has found a extraterrestrial craft. Um, in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, so he says he found a bunch of different um, protrusions coming up that don't look man-made. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, though, there's supposedly a man, and I can't remember what his name is exactly. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking about it. There supposedly he found three pyramids in the Bermuda Triangle, 
And he's apparently dived into them. Now, the weird thing is, this goes back to that whole, and we haven't really talked much about it, but the out-of-place artifacts, or as they were they were once called, um, uh, Problematica. Uh, basically, they're artifacts that kind of show that we've existed way longer than we have. And like the batteries that we talked about. Yes, like the, um, like the, uh, the Ankytherian mechanism, I think is what it's called. That was one of the ones that's beyond. Uh, and the computer type thing that we found, too. I think that's part that, of that. That is. That's, that's what, what it is. About. It's like a. It's like a computer with gears and stuff. Yeah. It's. A, it's basically. It's way above that time period's navigational devices. Mm-hmm. And it's a. It, it's like a supercomputer of navigational. Devices. I mean, it would make sense since uh, we've had records of the Bermuda Triangle's is uh, history stuff going all the way back five hundred years. Yeah, it's been a thing for a long time. Um, once again, and you're talking about Christopher Columbus earlier yeah, before first, the recording. Yeah, it's the first documented. Now, what did he say about it, or was it people on his ship, or? No, he wrote it down in his journals. That is the compass, like just like we have today, where the compass like would spin erratically. Supposedly, he saw a light come down, crash into the water, um, and then he just see weird lights and hear sounds and stuff like that. Oh, I, I remember that. I remember hearing something about that. I didn't know if that was actual facts. It was actually factual. Or... Yeah, it, it was actually written in his uh, uh, journals. So I guess um, th- this man was named. Uh, apparently, it's been determined false. But we like to give any side of a story, even if it is false. It shows that there are more rumors out there to the Bermuda Triangle. Some of them haven't been debunked. I'm not so sure this one has technically been debunked. I'm gonna have to do more research on it. But apparently, a doctor, Ray Brown, claimed he came upon. Some sort of pyramid-like structure that was made out of crystal or glass, and uh, he went inside. I think I think it's the same doctor. He found this orb that, when he brought it up and put it in the light, you could see like the shadows of the three pyramids within it. Mm. It was like this glass sphere, you know, didn't look like anything. But if you held it up the right way, you'd see it would either project the three pyramids on something, or it would be inside the sphere. But the sphere is perfectly round. It's not something any of us would be capable at the time that that would have been around. Right. Um, so it's it is, it's part of that whole problematic or um, out-of-place artifact. How is, it, how is it that the Bermuda Triangle only affects, like, a handful of people, even though that, even though so many people actually navigate the Bermuda Triangle almost on a daily basis without incident? Why I is think, it that only a I certain I think few? scientifically, to me, in theory, in, in theory that it's most likely... It could come down to like maybe uh, EMF, right? Because I mean, you have to take in consideration too is that the Bermuda Triangle is five hundred thousand square miles. So I mean, it That's could true. be just and it isn't. It, it, it really. We I, I joked earlier about it. it, it they're like it's an undefined, but and I joked it's defined because it's a it's it's a triangle. Yep. But its its parameters aren't really defined per se. So they uh. You know, you don't know really where the actual outskirt is and all that stuff. Yeah, we just know that it goes from Miami to Puerto Rico and then to Bermuda are the sides. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it could be out of, it could be like a whole like, totally different shape. That we, yep. I mean, for all we know, it could be a pentagram. But yeah, a lot of weird things happen out there. There's been lots of fleets and stuff that have, I mean, you're talking about airmen for the U.S. military, maybe even other countries, I'm not sure, but the U.S. military has lost fleets. Like, mm-hmm. full fleets that have just, like, vanished. 
The USS Cyclops. What was the USS Cyclops? A 542-foot-long Navy cargo ship with over 300 men and 10,000 tons of manganese ore on board. Sank somewhere between the Bermuda... Ber, sank, sank somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay. The Cyclops was never... The Cyclops never set out an SOS distress call, despite being equipped to do so. Well, then this is where I'm getting to. Um, I think that because water does produce energy, mm-hmm. I do think going back to that whole thing, it might not necessarily be paranormal. It could be something we just don't yet understand. EMF, it might affect people, because if they're sensitive to it, it could affect them. But, supposedly, it can also affect compasses. Now, what are compasses? What do they use to do what they do? Magnets. Magnets. So, an electrical magnetic field can cause that to spin, mm-hmm. which is one of the common occurrences that people have. And one of the, and, and some of the audio logs of the, the the fleet, one of the fleets that disappeared, they talked about how the compasses were out of whack. Like, oh, it's saying I'm going northwest, and I haven't even turned, but now it's saying I'm going, you know, I'm going south. So we don't know where we are, and this is this is a common occurrence in that area. And that, to me, sounds just like when you're in the Antarctic. I think it's the Antarctic, or the North Pole. I think it's the North Pole. Your compass always points north, mm-hmm. no matter which way you're facing. So it is, it's, the world's filled with these magnetic fields. We have magnetic currents going all over the place. They're like riverways that, you know, we can't see that affect magnets or are affected by magnets and can cause different things, just like birds just dropping out of the sky. Like, because magnetic fields can shift, cause birds, because they can use that to uh, navigate mm-hmm. it'll cause them to just drop like fl- like literally right out of the sky they'll be flying it's like they hit a wall right they just straight down um but it, it seems to affect planes the same way because when they find when they found one of these fleets of planes which I couldn't find that documentary again I really have to find that documentary again I think it was Discovery Channel or History Channel hopefully not PBS they they find this fleet of planes that they thought they lost there and they've been looking for it for years, and they're like all excited because you know when you're on an expedition and you're—I don't—I guess in that case it would be an archaeologist. It's kind of weird because I always think of archaeology as ancient times, but realistically, it's still history. Yep. So when you find these fleets of planes and you get excited and you think it's the planes, and you finally see the serial numbers that you can match with the ones in the logs, they're like these are those planes, and it turns out to be a whole different fleet that somehow went down in the Pacific, but they're over here in the Bermuda Triangle, and we still haven't found that one fleet of planes. That's crazy. Like, how did that happen? That could be a, an error in the military, which at the time was possible because everything was handwritten, you know, it wasn't... Right. The, like, records weren't kept by computer. They were kept, like, typewriters and stuff like that. So You're talking about the five Navy bombers, right? Maybe. They yeah. they were fighter jets. Well, fighter planes. Yeah. Carrying 14 men off the coast of Fort Lauderdale. Yep. That's, I think that's the one. And then when they found those, those planes, so they thought... It turned out to be a whole different fleet that was lost out in the Pacific Ocean near Hawaii. Which, I don't see how the government would mix, match, and misplace planes. I don't see that happening because the numbers are on the side of the plane. It would be really hard to do that. It could have been, it could have happened because at the time, there was a lot of turmoil and chaos going on. Well, I mean, they also sent out that rescue plane, too. Which also went down supposedly. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. People are saying rogue waves, which once again I don't know how. Yeah, that's the newest newest theory. What, what exactly is it? Did you do you actually came out uh, this year? Uh, well, okay. Well, what is a rogue? Wave? What makes a wave rogue? Is it just rebelling against being a rogue or being a wave? It's like instead of a wave, man, I'm gonna be a cloud. 
Like, you can't be a cloud, you're too heavy. Hey, I can be anything I want to be. I'm going to be like Mike. Uh, according to the road waves come and go very randomly, quickly, but are always part of a storm. And that That's not rogue. That's a storm causing waves to be larger. But I have seen... If yeah, you watch up to 100 foot, yeah. Well, have you ever watched uh, Deadliest Catch? Yes. You see how big the waves get? Can you imagine a whole, like, aircraft carrier or... You know, those are small boats, so I can see them getting tossed around easily. Right. But can you imagine a 50, 60 foot to 100 wave just bouncing a whole you know, freighter or carrier or battleship around? I can't imagine how high of a wave must be in order to, like, even come close to flipping over an aircraft carrier. I, I don't either. I don't know if there's ever been a recorded incident of that. I know we're finding giant freighters. Giant freighters, one that was supposedly missing for nine years, just washed up, which was really strange because there was no crew. They don't know where it went nor how it. It goes back to the ghost ship. Thing. And I think you also have to take into account that, like, almost ninety-nine percent of the ocean is unexplored. Like we know little to nothing about the ocean. Well, we don't know. We don't know the underneath of it. Surface-wise, we pretty much know what it is. We don't know depth-wise what it's capable of or what's there. Do I believe in? Uh, do I believe in another paranormal being, the uh, Titanic squid or the Kraken? Yeah, I do. I believe it might be a Titanic squid. Mm-hmm. I believe it's just so massive, and it's a you know, squids are usually down towards the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can look at the episode from um, uh, last episode with if people watch the YouTube video, they would see one of. I mean, it's not. The biggest squid, but a big squid. Yeah, I still have to. I still have to find that video to make you watch it. With its giant one, just comes out of the, the bigger d- one. Yeah. It goes to grab the camera or something, and the camera is okay and decent size. But this well, thing's I mean, just like, oh that, god! Even that big one that they caught on that oh, yeah, boat was the one, huge. Yeah, and then the ones that have washed up that are massive. Oddly enough, if you're local, there was just recently. I think 2005. Did I say 2005? Was it 2007? A ship with, or well, a boat. I think with three people. And the Bermuda Triangle actually, coming back from the Bahamas to Fort Pierce, actually disappeared. Just vanished. No boat. No sign of them. Just gone. No distress call, no nothing. Just, I mean, yeah, could be pirates. I don't mean like, yar, are Right. I mean like real pirates. They do exist. And that could be something that's going on because the Bermuda Triangle to a certain point is international waterways, so anything goes. Do I believe it's paranormal? I don't know. I think there's some truth and beliefs behind it but do i believe that it's some sort of evil energy or something that's dragging people away or well, maybe they have a time vortex like a lot of people think is in the bermuda triangle too i'll believe that if i see pictures from like the 1800s where like amelia Earhart standing by a plane that have that ever, would win me over have you ever seen extreme ghostbusters that's uh the very last uh season well, since it's only one season, but the very last two episodes was about a paranormal entity coming from the Bermuda Triangle, just pretty much eating everything. Huh. And after they bucked the ghost, everybody came back, like the uh, the bombers that went missing and everything else just like reappeared in uh, New York. Huh. Like when the Titanic reappeared. Except they weren't dead, they were alive. I know, I'm just, I, I know it's... It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like the Titanic. Um, you know, better late than never. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I think there's a scientific explanation. Well, I mean, we have, within here, there's, we have found five other similar things, like the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, really? Yeah. I know about the one in the Pacific that's similar. But yeah, there's the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, which is in Massachusetts. Um, it was uh, 1760, which was uh, around the first UFO sighting is what they contribute that one to. 1760 was the first UFO sighting? Yeah. Well, the first the first American UFO sighting. Yes. Okay. Massachusetts. Uh, well, first, okay. First English English implantees or, you know, whatever you want to call them, immigrants. <coughs> and then there was the Bingenton, Bingenton Triangle, which is in Vermont. That was discovered in 1945. Not to confused with the Bingenton Triangle, which is... Great show turns into bad show, disappears completely. Then the one that you were referring to is the Dragon's Triangle. That one's got <laughs> the best name, man! The Dragon's Triangle. Well, I mean, technically the Bermuda Triangle is called the Devil's Triangle. So, I mean, yeah. Eh. Let's just blame it something on the devil. You can blame anything on the devil. Well, yeah, like the Devil's Triangle uh, and my spoon falling. Yeah, that was, uh, and that was discovered in 1950. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Michigan Triangle, which was discovered in the 19th century. So the 1800s. Like that, that you said the which one was that? That's the uh, that is Michigan Triangle, is what they call it. I thought you said that was the one that was the 1700s, or was that was that? That's a Bridgewater Triangle oh, Bridgewater. in Massachusetts. Oh, it's Massachusetts. Okay. Huh. That was 1760. And you have the Matlock Triangle, which is in the. Uh, Shire Dales, which is the the, U- the UFO capital of the world. I feel like I wouldn't want to get lost there. I feel like I'd be forced to watch Matlock reruns. Well, that's in Europe. That'd be even worse. Yeah, the the Shire. I can't even pronounce it. It's the Derbyshire. 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 What did you come up with? Did you find anything interesting on the Bermuda Triangle? Mostly the same stuff that Christian found. Well, what do you believe it is? I mean, I personally, I think the Bermuda Triangle is a mix of science and mystery. Because mystery being, how does a crew of, let's say, what, 30 people just mysteriously go missing? Very easily. The rogue waves actually... I wouldn't say... I I don't get the whole rogue wave thing. Giant waves can flip a boat and then flip it back over. This has happened because crews have sent their, like literally, they they have sent all the people on board, off the ship, and then have evacuated the area, and then later on, while the ship's capsizing, can be brought back over by the wave, and just float for years until you know washes up somewhere or just stays out in the ocean, or sinks. So it is possible, but when it comes to that, like that would be it capsizes and kills everybody, but then that means on the bottom of the ocean that ship should be there. You know, with those bodies in it. But if, mm-hmm. but if, like what you just said, when a ship gets capsized and it comes back over, there would be remnants of the water being in the ship, right? Mm. Well, it will. Well, then, then uh, not necessarily. If it's sitting there for a couple of years, I mean, how are you going to tell? That's yeah. I mean, it would dry back out. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, most and oddly enough, most ships that they do find seem to have some sort of, you know, water damage, but they're out there on the ocean, so any waves can get into that. I mean, it's. There, I mean, there is ways. There's scientific explanations for it. Yeah, pretty much what rogue waves are. They're just uh, 
They are large, unexpected, and suddenly appearing surface waves that can be extremely dangerous even to large ships such as ocean liners. And they... Da, 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 da. Well, think they're about rare too, unpredictable. That's why they're called rogue, is because they're unpredictable. Oh, I guess. Well, any waves unpredictable. You can't yeah. like... May appear suddenly or without warning and can impact with tremendous force. That's most waves in the ocean. Yeah, which is. <laughs> You're in the ocean. If it appears, it's going to appear out of nowhere. It's not like. You know. And it's interesting that that's like the newest theory though for yeah I think that would have been the first year be like oh it's just waves because that literally just came out this year that's weird August in that's, August that's is that. but that doesn't explain that doesn't explain the um I think it's certain currents and time periods and not time periods but timing that occurs that causes the magnetism to change in that area now have they explored every aspect of the Bermuda Triangle yep. no what is it 5,000 square feet 500,000 oh 500,000 square feet yeah I mean no no. No. There's no way that they've they've discovered. That's why we. I mean, if we did, we would have found everything that's lost because it would be at the bottom of the ocean, unless it hit some sort of deep trench that we can't get down to. But mind you, we've been down the farthest side, and we've been further. We've been at the edge of the uh, Mariana Trench. Oh yeah, there's further uh, past that, that too. You got to remember though, how long did the Titanic stay lost? It didn't get discovered till like 1985. Nobody knew what happened to that ship other than, you know, oh, it, got, it sank. Right. You know, and then the survivors are like, well, it hit an iceberg, so it sank. Well, okay, well, can you tell us where it was? No, because it's in the middle of the ocean. It's too massive to, you know. they And even with the coordinates that were supposedly given for the rescue, still, you know the Titanic actually shifted. The, the two pieces are like a half a mile apart. Yeah. Or a mile and a half apart or something like that. That's insane. That means that current was strong enough to take this huge... Ah, something that weighs like thousands of tons just to and what's even more ironic well not ironic what's even more interesting is the fact that it only took like an hour and like what 30 minutes an hour 40 minutes well, or so for the whole thing to sink entirely well another weird thing but well, that wasn't in the Bermuda Triangle was it no no, no. Uh, whole, I say it was in the Atlantic Ocean yeah the whole theory with that though too is that it been, it was taken on water even before then so that's why so it made it weak and made it the whole week and stuff, so once it hit the iceberg, instead of those doors... So you think it was already leaking? Yeah, that's the biggest theory that everybody has now. Because the way that... the way that um, the, And they've scientifically proven how it happened, was it didn't leave a big gaping hole on one side. It ran alongside of it and put these huge... These huge scars, or scratches. Mm-hmm. And what they had were these bulkheads to keep it afloat. When the water entered that, it... Pour, like it overflowed into the other bulkheads, causing it to kind of just. That's tilt. why it tilted. Eventually, re- tilted so far up that the, it the weight just yeah. <laughs> and then that that other piece before it broke completely in half got dragged under. Yep. As it got dragged under, it shifted. You know, and nobody knows how it shifted that far apart. But it shifted so much, and moved so much when it sank. We hadn't been able to find it since it went it went down in what nineteen twelve. Nineteen twelve. Yeah. We didn't find it until 1985. It's about like... And we just came across it by accident. Because we're like, this could be where it is. And the footage is crazy. Because the footage is like coming up. And they're like, oh my god, we found it. And you just see the giant the, the giant front of the ship just staring at you. And it's so... It's it's such a... And not to use it in, in like a no pun intended way. But, uh, it's a haunting, haunting experience to see that footage. Because it's eerie and it's... 
Mm-hmm. It's got that. The weird thing to me though, and I get it. The pressure probably caused the bodies to kind of disintegrate. Where? But why didn't it, you've got bottles of unopened champagne? There is supposedly bottles of Dom Perignon down there. That's just like there. You wonder how much they'd be worth. Why aren't there any remains? Remains of what? People. People. Well, I mean, no can, one died. I mean, what? Yeah, that's the newest thing. No one died. Oh my god. Who said that? Jesus Christ. What Looney Tunes said that? Over 1,200 people died on that ship. People died from being in the water for, like, less than 30 minutes. And they didn't gather the dead, so where are the bodies? That's the weirdest thing to me about that. Like, I I can see, yeah, the pressure could cause it to... But why didn't it... Why didn't it affect things like glass and, and bottles of champagne and... I think when it comes to human bodies, we're a little bit different than... Yeah, but glass, made is, glass, is, than glass is one of the most fragile materials, man. You can you can flick glass wrong and it would shed, especially back then. It was really thinly made. Yeah, so yeah, I guess one of the quote-unquote supposed, uh, what is it, Mandela effect things, someone supposedly said that no one died. But according to what it says here, 15... Oh, 50, then it's jumped because last one... 1,503 people total died. That's more than I... Including passengers and crew. That's more than I originally read. That's weird. So I think it was like 12... It was like 1,203 or something like that. A lot of people died. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people died. That's a lot what, of people died. That's why I thought that's it was weird that there's not any sort of remains down there. Unless the bottom feeders... Have... There wouldn't. I don't even think there would be. Well, you're talking you know, about a frozen... Dude, it's so well, cold down there. It would have frozen dead them. bodies were pulled from the sea the next morning. How many? 300. Okay. Yeah, it still leaves a lot of other people. It's still 1,200 people. And that's only the ones that they found above. Maybe that's where they got the other 300. Maybe, uh, what I'm, I think they, 1,200 went down with the ship. The other 300 would have been accountable by people dying in the cold in the like, water. Well, yeah, I was about to say, like, remember the scene in the Titanic where they were in the lifeboats and they were looking for survivors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be. That water must have been cold as a mother. So, yeah, only 705 people survived. But what I'm saying is, like, there could be, there's so many, so many different things with that that could just prove, you know, the Bermuda Triangle is not paranormal. That Supposed- happened, right? Supposedly they were saying that the Titanic was sabotaged when it was in port in uh, England. Well, there there is kind of a paranormal coincidence with that. There was supposedly one woman that was on three of the ships. Yep. That she was survived sus- all three. She has survived all three of them. Yeah. Unscathed. Which is a little weird to me. I mean, maybe maybe she's cursed. Maybe it's dumb luck. I don't know about dumb luck, man. I think after the Titanic, it'd be like, I think I'm not going to get on a ship. I think I'm just going to stay here in America that's or like uh, the, Europe. Even though it's, nah, that's irrelevant. What? I was about to say, there was a couple who every time they went on a vacation, any time they went on a vacation, a terrorist attack happened. Yeah, I would be investigating them too. Yeah. Back then, if I was, a, if I was an investigator, I totally would have investigated that woman. I would have questioned her and everything because that's that's too much of a coincidence to me, but it is kind of a paranormal coincidence because nobody knows why or how. Well, she, they know why she's on the ships, but they don't know, you know, like how it just ended up every time she was on one that went down. What if what if against all speculation and um, theories? What if it was coincidence? What? But yeah, then it again, could be, but it's still kind of... But then again, if it's too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence, is it not a coincidence? Well, there's also that belief that there's no such thing as coincidence. There's that too. Um, I guess it depends on what you... But once again, you manifest things. Like Maybe she's like, I'm going to get on this ship. She jinxed it. Right? She's like, I'm going to get on this ship and it's going to sink. 
since. Or maybe like, I'm gonna have a great time, huh? But wasn't, there was also a rumor that there was some sort of explosion in the boiler room that was what really caused the, uh, that was another theory, supposedly. Mm-hmm. That somebody sabotaged the Titanic by causing an explosion to go off and it sank. That could have been like, that could be like a small explosion that no one thought about and then that could have caused the water to come in and then. Well, yeah, because if you cause something to explode, beforehand. like the boiler room. Yeah, yeah but I mean, beforehand, but no one like really If that was the case, it. wouldn't it have Yeah, but gone... you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you would have started panicking, not questioning it. But anything. wouldn't it have gone down a hell of a lot quicker, though? No, because it still has to take on water the same exact way. Well, where's the boiler room as far as the, the hull? Like, where's the hull and the boiler room as far as the ship goes? Actually, the boiler room would probably be closer to the back because it's what's mm. causing the propeller to go. And that was a massive propeller. We, we jumped off topic, though. I know. I mean, it's still, like, my, what, I, what I'm getting to is that we don't know, I mean, we can, I guess there's scientific reasoning for what happened to the people on the Titanic. We know what happened. Historically, we know what happened. But do, has anybody ever explained what happened to the bodies? I've never really looked it up. I just assumed it was the pressure crushing them into dust. I want to know when they're buried. probably drifted. This, that's too true. Far away. You want to know where what? Where, where? I want to know where some of the bodies buried that they pulled out. Probably back in Europe. A lot of the people on that ship were European coming to New York. True. The, but what I'm getting to is that there, it's such a massive. The ocean's such a massive place. I mean, that's why we can't find we can't find Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. We can locate exactly where she is or where she was, but we don't know where or why she went down. We don't know if she did go down. There's there's theories all from she <coughs> she uh. Jump, not jump ship, but she landed somewhere and just started living her life there with her co-pilot. Um, there was supposedly a, a picture that was debunked not too long ago of her. They supposedly her sitting on a dock in Japan or something like that next to her co-pilot. And it does look like, I mean, it's got the same haircut, but apparently it's from, if it was her, it's from a time period before that, you know, mm-hmm. before they went down. Mm-hmm. So there's all these, like, weird theories. Some people believe she was eaten by cannibals. Well, we don't know what's out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you come across an island, we, there could be islands out there we haven't discovered that have, like, cannibals I on mean, them. we're still oh. finding, like, uh, like in the rainforest area, people that we're discovering. Yeah. That don't even know. They don't even we know exist. we exist. We are aliens to them. Just like you were discussing about in a previous episode as well. I mean, it's true. I think they just located some this year, too. Huh. Well, because they fly over, they fly over the rainforest, sometimes they'll see smoke. Yep. Then they can pinpoint... Oh, there's actually people living there. We didn't think that was habitable. Right. The thing that would suck, though, some of them are actually cannibalistic tribes. Yeah. That would be the downside. I've seen Cannibal Holocaust. I don't want to meet any of those people. Oh, and then you had a whole... I don't know if that was ever the Bermuda Triangle, but you had a whole airline jet just vanish off radar. Yeah. No distress signal, no nothing. Just gone. Hmm. Still haven't found it. Still have not found it. There's theories that the guy sold every that he landed somewhere, sold everybody into slavery. Where would he land though? Uh, they don't know. One they, of the islands. They spent no. They it's not an island. Island it was, it was another country mm. that has an airport and stuff. But supposedly he he rerouted to that, and then pretty much either everybody died on the plane, or was like killed on the plane, or sold sold into slavery, and then the plane was sold for parts. So there's a lot of crazy shit out there. Stuff 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 out there I mean but I think there is some sort of scientific explanation usually with this kind of stuff there always is 
Man. We don't know how the Earth works, man. Literally. Tomorrow, the Earth could just stop moving. Just float off. <laughs> or it could just be like, I don't feel like being a solid anymore. <laughs> just, just, pew. Just disintegrate. We're yeah. get hit by a meteor like the same one that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. With everything, we don't understand anything. We understand a lot, but we don't understand anything. That's kind of where it comes from. Especially when it comes to our universe. Yeah, which, I mean, hell, even universal things going on could lead to, like you said, like they believe it's dark energy. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, what if there's some sort of black hole in the Bermuda Triangle? Look at dark matter. Yeah, let's get spit out of a black hole, right? I mean, like, that's what it is. It's just, it's sucking things in and spitting out black, like, is it turning us into some sort of oil, or not us, but is it turning our, our universe into some sort of oil substance? Like, it's grinding it down and spitting it back out? I mean, what is dark matter? We don't know. We have an idea. We know it exists, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Or what true. it does. Maybe that's what's behind the disappearances and all the weird stuff that happens. Well, that's... Well, okay, so what if there's... what If, if they yeah, think... Uh, I was just sorry. I was just looking up uh, what it is called dark in the matter. Flash. It is called Dark Matter as yeah. well. So <laughs> I know my Flash. <laughs> I know my Barry Allen. So realistically, though, there's some sort of there's got to be some sort of scientific explanation. Do I think it's something bizarre? Oh yeah, I definitely do. It's too much too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence that people are disappearing like that. It's like I said. There's only so much that science can really explain. It's left for our own. Yeah, well, until we get better at it, you know. Just like the uh, the hydrogen collider. I don't even think we'll ever get hadron better collider. At it. Yeah, it's the hadron collider. I mean, I think we'll get better at it, but there's still some things that it's not going to be able. Oh, to I, prove. I, def- I definitely think there's going to be things that we'll never be able to prove. I think actually paranormal stuff is one of them. Until we have a clear existence on our own reality, which we have physicists saying that we're probably in a simulation being played like The Sims. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Well. <laughs> well this it would explain true. a lot, and that's kind of scary. Then, <laughs> so realistically, uh, yeah, I do, I do agree with you. I don't think we'll be able to prove a lot of stuff, just because we're physically not able to. Just physicists, it's a theory that we are a simulation. However, there's a lot of well-known ones that actually believe this to be true, or possible. I guess plausible, 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 and it does make sense. It would explain a lot. I mean, it would explain technology just coming to somebody. He's like, I want to give that guy uh, a TV. Mm-hmm. I have an idea for a box that shows pictures. Yeah, I mean, especially since, what, what was it, the 60s or something? Can't remember. Like, all this stuff just, like, skyrocketed from the 60s to now. Or yeah, we had, it was like an industrial revolution where... Yeah, it's like everything just went... Well, that's kind of where Fallout comes into play. Because that happened before it happened in that world, that time period. Uh-huh. It happened in that time period, and then they had the war. That's why there's computers and stuff. Well, actually, I take that back. Because they're in, like, they're far advanced, but they're less advanced. They're a weird thing. Yes, indeed. Is there anything else on the Bermuda Triangle there, guys? I mean, we kind of covered everything. It's very interesting. I would like to explore it. You would like to explore. I want to explore the place that people just vanish out of thin air. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> one of those fun. things. It's one of those things like. I know. I know it might be a bunch of crap. And not just. It's just coincidence. Well, I mean, but I'd rather not take the chance. I mean, just like our uh, live stream for Halloween. 
this year, you know, doing your yeah, favorite I, thing. Oh yeah, the <laughs> thing I need you for the thing. The thing I promised myself I'd never do, even though I don't technically believe in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play with a, a Ouija board on Halloween, do a live stream of it. It'd be so much fun. Yeah, I guess, but I haven't been able to find any old affordable ones. We need like an old one. We can't just use the. I don't. I don't want it to be cheesy Parker Brothers, the one you get at uh, Halloween or the. It works just as fine. No, it doesn't. I, I feel like if it's older, it's going to have... If that is a thing, it's going to have more... Uh, connection. Connection. I think it'd be cool to do that outside so that when the trick-or-treaters are coming, you can convince that. people to do that shit with you and then have somebody scare the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I can we're imagine parents, yeah, parents be like, don't touch that, it's the devil's board. It's Halloween, I don't think. Although I've noticed, and it's kind of sad, there's a, there's a huge decline in trick-or-treaters anymore. It's a it's your tradition tradition that's been around. I'm wearing a shirt of trick or treaters from the 1800s, and it's and half of them look like they're in the KKK. Well, that's not <laughs> what they are though. That's actually what the Halloween costumes. I'm just is. Like I know they they do because they would they would like cut holes in the sheets and be like I'm a ghost. <coughs> just give it a couple more years, you won't be doing that. <laughs> well, some of you might, but uh, yeah, the Halloween costumes back then were all handmade and stuff, and cre- they were creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So it's a tradition that's been going on forever, and now it's just kind of dying up, which is really sad. Yes. I think there's pockets that do well. Like, there's a couple different neighborhoods, like the one where I take Tristan every and you, year. Is it, is it near or states? Uh, it's, uh, you know where uh, Donald Ross Road is? Down over there, there's a, there's a neighborhood. Stewart or Fort Pierce? It's past Jupiter. Oh, so, okay, so closer yeah, to Palm Beach. Yeah, it, it's, it's closer there. It's actually, it's in between... It would be technically it would be in between Jupiter and Palm Beach, <laughs> and you you get off at the exit or whatever, and it leads to this neighborhood, and this neighborhood does it big every single year. The people in that neighborhood are cool as hell. You know how in most most neighborhoods, you know everybody you have to go up to their door, ring the door, but yeah. wait for them to get out. This whole entire they're neighborhood, all outside. they're outside, hanging out, drinking, passing out candy, and they're right there on the edge of the street. So you're literally just walking by, uh, yeah. It, it, and you it, clean house. If you don't want to go that far, I don't know if it's still like that. I think it was. It, it has been the last couple of years. It's been still pretty good. Indian River Estates in Fort Pierce, where I used to grow up, was like Halloween town, man. You're out there. You're trick or treating. We had haunted houses. I used to when I got older. <laughs> we would work the haunted houses. Like I was on, I was on casket detail, so I'd have to be in this like handmade coffin that had this little ventilation hole, and uh, there'd be smoke. Shitty. That sounds shitty. It was because somebody <laughs> actually blocked the ventilation hole with a bag, bro. And they're like, Matt, Matt, dude, come on, Matt. They're like giving me the cue, basically, like, and then all of a sudden it popped up from the grave, and I'm, I, I passed out. <laughs> I look, I died. I passed out from the fog machine, and. <laughs> They Are they you finally sure it was opened fog? up. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was the, it was the fog machine thing. It's just because it was like I couldn't breathe. But we had it was crazy, man. Uh, one of the dads of my best friend, the one that I worked at the haunted house with that we created, had you know had a wooden deck, so it had these slots just big enough to get a, a chainsaw through. So you take the chain off the chainsaw so it could hurt anybody. Yeah. And you watch as they walk by and you make sure they get enough past you. And then you just run that thing up behind them. They turn around and see it and they flip out running off the deck. Kids were jumping over the... the we got so creative. Like the haunted houses that we would make. We would all get together and play in these haunted houses. Like the adults and some of the kids. The older kids. Mm-hmm. We got so bad, the whole neighborhood got shut down one year. 
<laughs> this one guy made he had he bought a harness so he would be in his tree he's hanging like from a noose in his tree but he had a harness that you couldn't see going to his back right and he would hang there with a chainsaw and you you just dude he was so good at staying still you didn't realize it was somebody there mm-hmm. and when you walked by him he'd just bring up the chainsaw and rev it up <laughs> kids would pee themselves that's why they got shut down a kid, a kid peed himself and the parents were like that's awesome. So they called the police. The police were like, we got to shut you down. They called the police. They called the police. But they still do. They still Those get... people suck at life. Uh, That's ridiculous. They still get rowdy out there, I guess. And I, I haven't well, been back. yeah. I mean, Fort Pierce. I, I got to tell you, man. Real shit. Well, this is a I nicer neighborhood in Fort Pierce. That's A nicer neighborhood in Fort Pierce? Yes. So we don't... So I don't you have to You know where Easy Street... No, you don't have to... You know where Easy Street is? I don't have to worry is? about getting crack rock in the candy. Oh. No. They're is replacing it, Smarties in, with little crack rocks Razor blades shit. in your apples. Yeah. They, that's no, sketchy anyway. Don't give me fruit for Halloween. I'm going to throw that at your face. Well, that's that's always been the thing with my family. Like if it's unopened, other than one guy we knew, he would give us sugar, like real pure sugar cane, but we knew him. So it's like, sweet. You're going to go eat sugar cane out of this thing? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it was a fun place. But yeah, it's been shut down several times because people can't handle the fear that they'd come up with, and it was great. So, well, I mean, that's a little side story. Doing it right. That's, yeah, that's how you know you're doing it right. You get, you get shut down. A side, side story. story. With a special guest. Yeah, special guest Kevin. Even who though is, uh, I'm going to have to edit some of his, bleep some of his little words. He didn't cuss. Did you, did you cuss? I probably cussed a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a sailor. He's the, he's the one we have to bleep yeah. on the show. <laughs> really, yeah. Well, he's used to our other format for our other show. So. Yes, this is true. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, after that, Bermuda Triangle. Kind of covered Halloween, which is kind of cool, which we're. Doing a plug now, I guess. A little special. Uh, one month. And one, also, one uh, month and like twenty. One month and like twenty. We need a good camera. That's the. We do need a good camera. Like, oh, that's gonna be. So we'll be having that soon. Yeah, but we got. We gotta figure out how to mount it, like over the table to like hang without swinging. So it like just. I mean, at work, I have you know, I have this camera that's hanging from this metal arm that I take pictures of. I take pictures. I have of a pictures camcorder with, and a tripod. Yeah, but you can't point that down. Yes, you can. How? No, I mean, <laughs> I, the tripod's big enough to where you can point it at an angle. Yeah, but I, I think I think with like any sort of board game, you, you should have it like straight above the board. That's what I'm saying. I think it, because you want to see the action on the board. Yeah, especially since we're... You don't want to, shall I say, house. board people to death? Board people to death? Dude, that was a terrible <laughs> song. I know it was. Yeah. That was awful. Anyway... Anyway, yeah, so we're going to be trying to do um, a Ouija board. We're going to do a Ouija board. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I don't I don't think anything will come of it. But it's one of those things. Like, I know a rattlesnake can kill me. So that means I'm not going to stick my hand in its mouth, even if somebody tells me it's defanged. Well, we just have to remember to say goodbye. There's more to it than that, man. You don't know the rules. We don't <laughs> we set the know, rules for the spirit the world. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, the three, the three main rules... Remember the three if, main if rules. Anybody wants those rules, go back to episode two. That, but it's even in that, it doesn't tell you to say goodbye. That's true. You're the one who made up. Well, I didn't make it. <laughs> You're the one. Who I didn't made make it up. That's why the goodbye thing is there. You're supposed to close it out by saying goodbye. That, that's actually true. That's absolutely. That's, true. That is how you're supposed to cut off, like the like, unspeakable. Okay, go back to wherever the hell you came from. Now, yeah. I don't want you to hang around my house. Yeah, unless you're like. I don't know, unless you're the spirit version of Jay and Silent Bob. I don't want you anywhere in that, around me. <laughs> Fifteen candy corn, little man. Put that, no, that, I was trying not to say that part on the podcast. Remember, this one's 
put it in my hand. And if that candy doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, owe. <laughs> Mad <laughs> ghostly love. Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna haunt you, don't you know? Anyway. Uh, back on topic. Back on topic. Now we're, we've, we've done the Bermuda Triangle, which, which led into what we're doing. We didn't really say what we were doing for Halloween. We're playing with a Ouija board. Yep. Also, check out our merch shop. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash bump in the night paranormal. So what was the, the third topic the third is topic. cursed movies or movies that have been cursed or believe had curses to them. The Crow. The, yeah, The Crow is one of them. Amityville Horror. Amityville uh, Horror is another one. Actually, two people kind of died from The Crow. Not the first one, but the second one as well. Uh-huh. Because the Yellow Ranger, I think shortly after making The Crow, died in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the Crow too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in the City of Angels movie. My favorite one that I one of these days hope to get to investigate would be what what people would know as the uh, Overwatch or the the Overlook. Yeah, it's the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Oh yes, which is the which is actually the Stanley Hotel, Stanley. which supposedly is haunted and has had The Shining was written there by Stephen King. That's what inspired him to write the. The Shining. Uh, so it's one of those art imitating life. Yeah, you got, uh, the but Stephen King also hated the movie. Yeah, well, the Stephen Shining. King, have you ever seen his movies? Yeah. Anyone he's involved with is awful. Good writer, though. Mm. Maximum Overdrive? Good. Good. Oh, no, right. no. I, I really like The Shining as a movie. I mean, it's a classic, obviously. I do too, but Stephen well. King didn't like it. Well, Stephen I think King Stephen King also didn't like Shawshank. No. Which, hello! No, I think he did. Was it? I know. I don't think he liked The Green Mile. I'm not sure about Stand By Me. It's weird, his short stories seem to be the better movies. Uh, I don't really know, other than The Shining, I don't really know of any of his other movies that might be cursed. Just The Shining. Oh, because yeah, I, Shining. you gotta remember where that's filmed. I mean, that's... It was uh, actually filmed in the Haunted Hotel. It was actually filmed, <laughs> yeah, in a Haunted Hotel. Um, there's actually some damning evidence on, you know, Ghost Hunters and stuff dealing with that. Uh, Taps is investigated. Go check that out if you can find that episode. Got the Conqueror too. Is another one, another movie. The Conqueror with the, uh, with the uh, John Wayne. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know about that one. What was the what was the curses on that? Uh, a number of uh, principles involved in John Wayne's The Conqueror succumbed to cancer, in the years following the film's release. Uh, there was a reason they were doing it in a radioactive. Uh, area they were filming in a radioactive area that they tested. Yeah, the director died of cancer less than seven years after the movie's 1956 debut. That's not a curse. That's just being stupid in your uh, locate your like choice of location. Actor, you knew it was a radioactive wasteland. Like you knew that's where they were dropped. They were testing nukes. Yeah, let's go film in Chernobyl. Be surprised what happens. Here. Actually, they they contained most of the. Uh... I know that. I'm just so I would go film in Chernobyl. Actually, I think there's a horror movie that, that was would be pretty filmed. effing cool. Would yeah, be. There was. Or what about in Japan? What about in Japan? For that year? place is not safe. I no watched. Shit. I watched a video where they they say it is safe. They're yeah, trying to get the they, people to come they back. Have the meters and everybody's. Like, oh, did you oh. see a dark the dark tourist? Yes, it's a good and show on Netflix. Like, Whoa. Yeah, they're like, I thought this was safe, and it's like jumping into like three hundred and stuff. Like, no, that's not safe. Like, I really like to leave this yeah. particular area yeah. right about now. When he went into that arcade. And it was mm-hmm. just like off the charts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people listening, go check out on Netflix called The Dark Tourist. I'll give a shout out to that because it's an awesome show. Deals with some paranormal stuff too. Uh, just because of the, not necessarily paranormal per se, but 
it deals with a lot of things that people believe have paranormal activity to them, such as uh, Fukunawa and then also Chernobyl. He he does no, he doesn't go to Chernobyl. He doesn't go to Chernobyl. There is a guy on there's a guy on YouTube that does go to Chernobyl, and it's kind of cool to watch. It's an eerie place. I would not. I mean, I would love to go there. I think that would be my all time top place to investigate next to um, the Stanley. To, to drag that back in. But I would love to I would love to go there. And I think it would be a perfect place for like a fallout movie. Mm-hmm. I mean it's eerie. It's just it's just plain eerie. There's a brand new theme park that never got used. Or even a metro movie too, because Actually, I'm hoping with a new metro game you get to go to Chernobyl, because it's there. It's in Russia. Didn't we discuss that on Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah, I think we did. We we I'm pretty positive we covered yeah. that. Yeah. So some on both shows there. Little cross referencing. So back to the cursed movies, though. Superman. Super, Superman curse, yeah. I mean, I don't really... Because Brandon Ruth's doing okay. Ralph. It's Ralph? I always thought it was Ruth because it's R-O-U... Well, I guess that would be Ralph. R-O-U-T-H. Okay, so Brandon Ralph. He's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz is another movie. The Wizard of Oz. And I'm not talking about the legends where, like, the munchkins are hanging themselves in the background. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, so pretty much just about any of the... Anything dealing with Satan or God seems... Even Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I mean, Caviezel got mm. struck by lightning, had his shoulder, like, torn out of its socket, pretty much, uh, got whipped with a whip full of glass in it, like, realistically. <laughs> yeah, the whole scene where he's getting whipped, the guy actually hit him a couple times, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not a. Those whips were really nasty too. Yeah, well, they, they tied glass and, and rocks like metal and yeah. shards and stone Ooh. and rock and shit. Yeah, it sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it sounds like a like a hoot. Um, so yeah, Caviezel. I mean, and then afterwards, that was pretty much the movie that started. Uh, and I, I still love him. I I mean, I don't agree with things he's done, but I still love Mel, Mel Gibson. And that was kind of where that started to go downhill because he got so much so much backlash for that movie, and it was. Pretty historically accurate to what supposedly happened, mm-hmm. you know. Other than the scene with with Satan, that obviously is not. I mean, it's accurate to the lore, but a lot of stuff there. That Caviezel, he never did anything big after that, so that was like a downfall for his career. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's like other people like that. Like there's a guy I know that's played Hitler in like three different movies. That's his thing. He plays Hitler. That would suck to be typecasted as Hitler. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I want to. I want to record. Or I want to audition for this role well, uh, where I play this guy's father. Well, we're not looking for Hitler to be his dad. Well, Hitler, obviously, throughout history, you know, you, you read about all the atrocities involved in it. And, you know, it amazes me that we still have skeptics that say, oh, well, that never happened. Oh, yeah, like people that There's say the Holocaust. Camps. Yeah, I'm not. The Holocaust never happened. Th- well, that's th- what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. And, 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 that, and that's one of. Somebody asked me if I'd ever want to investigate Auschwitz for paranormal activity. I wouldn't. Even if I was. Even if I was like paid a grant to do so, why not? I'm curious as to why you say that. Because I think the tragedy there outweighs the reasoning to look for something. I I think that I think what's there should stay there. Should like, stay there, but I, it should be. It's kind of. I feel leave that like alone. Just I feel that would be exploiting a tragedy. Like I, yeah. I get in certain things that if I were to go to, you know. Okay, corral with that key, mm-hmm. or you know, go to the actual jail and tombstone with the key that I have from the jail and tombstone. Now, if I were to go there, that's different. Did I exploit a tragedy? Somewhat. I mean, a shootout did occur there. People did die, 
but it wasn't on a mass scale where it was like millions of people. Millions of people. Yeah. So I, I think I would leave that one alone. I think out of the respect for people, I'd leave that alone. Same thing with the uh, with uh, Anne Frank's house. Would not investigate it. I just anything dealing with that tragedy. I think there's been enough. I think the history we learn about it uh, should be what we have and what we take along with it. I don't think we should further it by exploiting it in any way. And I think that is kind of an exploitation for that. I mean, if somebody, say, was working a museum that felt like threatened or frightened by something within it, I would do a private investigation for them. Hmm. You know, like, if it's like a a Holocaust museum or like a Nazi museum, not run by Nazis, but if it was like a World War II museum or something like that with something (laughs) that could be possible evil in it, which I'm sure there could be something evil in that in those camps, I wouldn't doubt it. If that stuff exists, I wouldn't exploit, especially that. Not the death camps. Maybe something with memorabilia, yeah. Objective, sorry, I don't mean to cut it no, in, but objectively speaking, though, from just a paranormal research perspective, like an overall, though, what better place could you really have? I mean, it, the, 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 the thought is, is that, you know, tragedy, real human tragedy you know, can get tied to a location, objects, etc., etc. You know, what better place, if you're going to prove, actually prove that such paranormal activity exists, you know, spirits, so on and so forth, what better grounds could you possibly find? Chernobyl. Well, I'm saying, I, I, if you're talking like on a mass scale, just pure, just on pure scale alone, hundreds of thousands, millions of people dying, like in Auschwitz specifically, yeah, you know, I, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm I, I understand your 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 moral dilemma with doing it, but if the if the okay. object is to objectively scientifically prove okay. that there is life after death and it can be tied to this plane in on Earth, yeah. what better place could you really really think of where you 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 would be most likely to find that kind of evidence? That's um, and there's the line right there. Well, line. I mean, I can think of other places, especially because the bodies are still there. Gettysburg. Well, Gettysburg's one of them, but still, I don't see. Gettysburg <sighs> isn't as bad as what happened in Auschwitz. At, uh, That's two Auschwitz. sides fighting over some stupid bull crap. This was people being slaughtered for their religious beliefs. To an extent, to an extent, not across the board, but battles, battle Gettysburg. You know, when you're talking about situations of war. One, the soldiers on either side know that they have the potential of yep. going into something that you know they could possibly die, and that's that's the nature of war. Whereas with them, they didn't know. Right. Exactly. No, no warning or whatsoever. And right. Let me go back though. We got Jews, you know, homosexuals, let, disabled people. I mean, let me just let me just go back real quick. When I said bullcrap, I'm not saying that the cause for the North fighting the South yeah, was no. bullcrap. No, I just no. think the whole idea that. There was a side that's like, I want to fight to keep slavery. That was bullcrap. Like, that, there shouldn't have even been a war on it. Like, the North should have just been, hey, you guys shouldn't, we, we shouldn't have slaves, right? Like, humans. We're humans. We're all, we're humans. They it's kind of, it, it was a different world, though. Like, I kinda, get that, but I also, I think, it's, and it, it wasn't all about the slavery either, and I get that there are other factions. Yeah, but what's but, even more messed up is that ideologies like that still exist to this day. That's for thousands of years. Religious has caused more religions has caused more wars, and that's not me being objective, objective towards religions. It's just the truth. Religions have caused more war, except for Buddhism. Except explain. for Buddhism, but well, that's not true either. That Hope is so. that is not true because when Shaolin monks, which I believe are also Buddhists, when a certain emperor took over China, 
outlawed Shaolin Kung Fu and slaughtered monks. Like, would go in and slaughter monks at their monasteries. So, yeah, religion, once again. Well, he feared Buddhism, and he feared these, these monks because he, he thought, like, well, they've got these magical powers. Look at what they can do. Which I don't know if you've seen what Shaolin monks are capable of just in a physical standpoint with both pain and, you know, their consciousness. That, to me, is another matter. paranormal thing. But it's but it's people that make it corrupt, not a religion. Well, I, so, I get that. But so to speak. as far as okay, is you're it, saying the the ideology isn't at fault. That's what you're saying. The ideology itself. Somewhat, but I mean, people are to blame for what the outcome is. It's like how you interpret it. Right, of course, because me and you can me and you can read the Bible yeah. or, or any religious text. You can, really interpret, you can interpret. You can interpret it in exactly, different ways. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And we can nitpick things to fit our own and, and And, you know, people, unfortunately, due to human nature, certain people are more prone to fanaticism. So, you know, if I believe wholeheartedly that you're wrong and what you're saying and what you're trying to impose on me is a breach against my religious beliefs, you know, and I feel a moral responsibility to, you know, defend God or wh whatever the case is. You know, that, that, that's that's a situation where the, the religion itself actually is playing a hand. The ideology is playing a hand in causing conflict. That's just my opinion. No, that's kind of true. But it's just weird that on both sides of Christianity, if you make a movie about either side, something seems to horribly go wrong on set. Or after. Like, The Exorcist, I believe the guy that played one of the main uh, preachers or priests... Fell down the stairs and died. Did he break his neck? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think it wasn't the. I don't think it was the main priest. I think it was his, his. Uh, the, you know, the younger priest that was with him. Yeah. I think it was him. But somebody fell down the stairs and died. Of course, Linda Blair. She's been typecast as a character, so you didn't really see her as anything but. Um, yeah, she injured injured her back when some rigging failed. No, oh, the rigging snapped her around. Like, yeah, it just started jerking her around. I mean, there's, there, yeah, and it's just like uh, when you go to the Omen and stuff like that. There's the similar, you know, but that's dealing with evil. But in the in the aspect of good side on Christianity, somehow people are still getting injured with that stuff, like the whole Caviezel thing and Passion of the Christ. Actor Jack McGowan, Gowran, I guess he played Burke Dinnings, and actress Vasiliski, or Vasiliki Maliros, Father Kara's mother, both died shortly after filming Raft. McGowan of the flu, Blair's of the natural causes. Wait a minute, I didn't know this. Is if this is true, Linda Blair's grandfather and actor Max von Sydow. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was saying. Okay, I, was say, I thought it said. Huh. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about the stairs. So that might that one might have been like one of those legends. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of these movies that are cursed. There's a lot that have been debunked, like uh, Eric Clapton's son supposedly the ghost of him being in uh, the Three Dads and a Baby. What it was called? Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> supposedly in one of the scenes, because that is supposedly the balcony. That's the apartment with the balcony that Eric Clapton's son supposedly fell to his death in. So in the scene, everybody thinks that you see him in the window, and it's been debunked. And it's funny, because this still goes around as uh, as, a, as a ghost. And oh, yeah. it, it's been debunked because it's just a cardboard cutout that's smaller of uh, Ted Danson's character. So, and they've shown it in other scenes of the movie too, so it got to that point where like that one's been debunked, but it's still 
floats around. So maybe the uh, father falling down the stairs and dying by breaking his neck is not real. The crow. I don't think the crow was cursed, to be honest with you. I have my own personal feelings for that. In the fact that I think he was assassinated. I know, conspiracy theory. Thing was, is there was an interview shortly before he died where he's talking about filming The Crow and everything, where he said, after I'm done with this movie, hopefully I'll be able to show more things on my father that people didn't know about. Some things that I have found out about recently. Now, there's some weird things that have happened with the Lee family, and everybody says they're cursed. But, there's also some weird things there that show that both of them were assassinated. And if you go and look into it, I'm not going to get into it per se, there was there was signs that Bruce Lee was basically poisoned. Bruce Lee? Yeah. Bruce Lee was poisoned. Not not Brandon. Brandon was shot supposedly by a uh, a blank that went off that had real shrapnel with it. The weird thing is is most people that make action movies have come out and said like I've been shot at almost point blank range with Uzis using the same types of blanks. Not once have I hit like it's capped off. Not once have I been hit with anything. You know, it doesn't happen. It's, it, it's either a freak accident or there's something else going on there. You're saying somebody intentionally put... I think somebody in. intentionally did it because I think Brandon Lee may have found out evidence that his father was uh, assassinated. Because the girl that he was friends with, the girlfriend in the bed that he was found in, Bruce Lee, where he was found dead, she ended up with a huge triad boss. Like She was the girlfriend of a triad boss. That's really weird. He had markings on his hands and fingers... Or on his hands and toes that are a sign of a certain type of poisoning and the police back then in that area were heavily influenced by the triad Bruce Lee was anti-triad he was openly anti-triad he wanted nothing to do with him he wanted to make his movies his way and not have to deal with them and he felt he deserved to earn everything he made off of his movies and no. not pay to them and they own the, they own the industry they own the industry so I think they did have him snuffed off and I think his son found out found evidence and then took him out too I, that's my theory. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think there's a lot of evidence that kind of points that it's a plausible theory. It's not like I'm not Alex Jonesing this whole thing. Right. Um, so yeah, I there, but there is seems to be a curse because Fun Boy, which is the guy that accidentally shot Bruce Lee or Brandon Lee on the Crow set, has felt guilt for his entire life. He just passed away not too long ago. And um, I don't remember how he died, but I know he was very open to friends about how much that he actually felt like he killed Brandon. Like he felt it was his, his fault when he had he had no say in it or nothing. He was handed the gun and directed to do what he had to do. So curse, maybe. I think there's more of a an actual... I think my explanation is more plausible than a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, like they say that... Uh, Brandon Lee was killed by some... They had that in a movie, too, and I think that's where this theory stems from. He was killed by some sort of demon. Okay, so Bruce, who died at the age of 32, he died of a cerebral edema. The reaction was due to a compound's present in the drug aquagesic. Bruce said also... It's pretty much going into what you're saying about, like, poison. Oh. Uh, Does it say what, uh... I can't remember what poison it was. Because I looked it up when I... oh, Oh, wait... Hey, oh, and then it goes into the whole Black Shadow that he was afraid to see. And oddly enough, I mean, Black Shadow to me sounds like him just saying, somebody's after me, they're following me, which would have been the triad. So, I don't know, I think mine, mine's more plausible than some sort of haunted curse or demon hunting down the Bruce Lee family, you know, at least yeah. the males. 
Because I think his father died in a weird, yeah, mysterious way. What they were talking about. Not Brandon. I mean, Bruce's dad. Bruce's father died in a mysterious way. Yeah, he died at the age of 64, though, so... Yeah, but, once again... Um, and, of course, no one's going to go after Ipmon. I mean, they did go after... People did go after Ipmon, but Ipmon was just an epic, you know, awesome person and fighter. So, once again, I don't think... I think scientifically, there's an explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it could have been the gun being uh, messed up. It could have been somebody else doing it. You know, I don't think it was some sort of haunted demon or black shadow was hunting down Bruce Lee's family. Other curses. I can't explain the ones in The Exorcist. I can't explain the ones in Poltergeist. I mean, there's there's a lot of people from that movie dropped it afterwards. Can't explain the ones of that one, The Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was I, I believe it was filmed in a location where they dropped atom bombs to test them. Yes. Yes, it was. So, That's that really right there kind of shows where the people got cancer. They got infected by radiation. It was poltergeist that they used the actual skeletons, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, the pool scene yeah. um, at the end, where it's like, where, you know, Craig D. Nelson's like, you, you moved the tombstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Those are real bodies. Those are real life skeletons. Everything on those skeletons with the rotting flesh and everything, real. So, Apocalypse Now has a... Apocalypse to... Now, I don't know if that was really a curse. That was more of a production error due to Marlon Brando being... Bad decision making, worse timing, and a mountain of drugs. And an well, okay, of Marlon Brando was supposed to be this epic badass in that, and then he showed up severely overweight. So Francis Ford Coppola had to rewrite and redirect a bunch of stuff and completely change his, his whole idea. And then Martin Sheen... You know, I guess they say, like, father, like, son, because his son followed suit. Charlie Sheen's dad, Martin Sheen. He dealt with, during that movie, dealt with drugs, an addiction to drugs and alcoholism. Yeah, like, he was drunk it. most of the time that he was on on that, on the film, on the scene. And then there was, there and was, uh... There the was, opening sequence in the film during which Sheen has a drug-induced breakdown was not staged. He was really losing it. I didn't know that. I know the monologue he gives on the ship, he was just completely like, he was like head over heels drunk, <laughs> and he delivered it. Marlon Brando ad-libbed most of his lines, because he didn't want to, he didn't want to read off the script. Right. Which somehow turned out perfect. Yeah, it's, see, once again, there's, there's no paranormal there to me, so I don't know why that's considered a curse. Because the of all man that. of La Mancha one, or, mm-hmm. you know, the man that killed Don Quixote. That one seems kind of cursed because the same things kept happening during production on every time that he tried to make this movie. Yeah. The guy that plays Don Quixote in that uh, had to back out the first time, had to back out the second time. I think it was the same guy. Johnny Depp, of course, he had to move on. He couldn't do that movie. Um, and then it finally got made. And then all this weird distribution stuff that there's lawsuits going on now for some reason. And I don't, I'm not sure why. Amazon, who's going to distribute it in America, has pulled the plug on it, so we probably won't see it in America, so I might have to order a bootleg of it, which really sucks. That one seems cursed. There, there's no there's no reason, rhyme or reason to the stuff happening to Terry Gillum mm-hmm. in that whole in that whole thing. It's just, it's, it's a storm of crap over and over and over again. It is paranormal, not the fact that I think it's some sort of, like, spiritual entity or, you know haunting or anything like that right. it's paranormal because it's a lot of weird stuff that just happens to him. it seems to happen to him on a lot of movies though 
Because you gotta remember, the last movie, I, I can't remember if it's the last movie he made, but uh, he made a movie called The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, oh. which was, I thought it was really good, but it had its, short, its shortcoming because Heath, Heath, Ledger, died, yeah. Heath Ledger died during the filming of the movie. So they had to get these other actors to play him within the the dream worlds. Johnny Depp and Jude Law. Johnny Depp actually played him, from what I understand, not only in a dream world, but actually in one scene that they needed, where he's standing, he, there's like a shot coming in, and he's like standing on a caravan, just looking around. He's like on the top. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the mask, but it's it's Johnny Depp, like you can tell it's Johnny Depp, but because they looked a little similar. He was the most convincing. So that I think that movie, I, that and The Dark Knight kind of cursed. I mean, he yeah. lost Heath Ledger in a, you know, in a weird, bizarre way. There's a bunch of movies that have some weird stuff going on. Well, the Dark Knight trilogy, supposedly. I can see that being considered cursed because the second one, Ledger died. Mm-hmm. First one, I can't remember what happened. Something did happen. Not only did Ledger die um, during the filming of the second one or right after they cut filming, uh, a guy that was a stunt man died on a truck that crashed while he was on top of it filming. A uh, and then the third one, of course, on um, one of the opening weekend showings, you had that that guy shoot up the, the mm-hmm. theater. So yeah, I can see where that be considered curse. It's, it's coincidence. Well, the, the shooting in Aurora. I don't remember where it was. I, uh, it was in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, they and then they they, they tried to blame it on comic books because oh, oh he was he looked like the Joker, but like he had orange hair. Joker has green hair. It's like they're blaming video games for a lot of the stuff nowadays, too. Let's see. What other cursed movies can I think of? There was a car called The Little Bastard that's rumored to be cursed. The Little Bastard is James Dean's car. Yep. That car wasn't in the movie, though. No, but other people died, too, after the shooting of it. Well, okay. A young actors, so. Yeah. So I think Marlon Brand is also... Oddly enough, Marlon Brand is also in that. It was a 550 Spider, wasn't it? I don't know, it was a rare car, I believe, and I know that everybody that supposedly owned it afterwards has died in a in similar some, area, or a similar kind of uh, situation. Huh? Yeah, it's a 550 Spider. Yep. And I do believe that movie also contained Marlon Brando. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Dean's co-star drowned amidst unusual circumstances in November 1981. Natalie Wood. That, that's way after that movie, dude. Yeah. And it was, you know who was with uh, Natalie Wood when, when she died, right? Uh, her, her husband. Uh, husband, Robert. Wagner? Wagner, yeah. And, and her best friend, Christopher Walken. Walken. For the weekend, and we're staying on a yacht. They have reopened that case. Mm. Wagner is a person of interest. He's a person of interest. Doesn't mean he's done anything. Right. But they found that some of the stuff he said back then doesn't line up with what he wrote in his biography, and they find it really weird. So. Oh yeah, that's probable cause to investigate. It is. Well, I mean, he, they, people are like, "Well, he got old; he forgot things." I don't think I'd forget my wife dying. I think I would keep that vision. How do you forget something? like that? And then that? Christopher Walken had also said that they were fighting. And the whole time. another, another rebel. Actor. She was afraid of water, so there's no reason she would have gotten to a boat on her own. That's like right. in a, in a, they, she was on the boat that they had, like the small yacht that they had. They she. She supposedly got on a rowboat that they used to get back to land. Slipped and fell. And she supposedly slipped and fell. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not going to go into that. But <laughs> yeah. but all those actors seem to be cursed in some way. And another, so get... another actor from Rebel uh, died five years before Wood after being stabbed to death in an alley in West Hollywood. 
Wow. He was 37. Ouch. So yeah, I can... Finally, in the last bizarre twist, uh, Troy fitted his own car with parts from the Porsche Spider in which Chamstein died, and a year later he was killed when his Porsche Spider hit a tree. So who's the... So who was the first to die in the Porsche? James, James Dean. Dean. James Dean. And then Troy. And then it was sold and then re... Again, yeah. Um, it was uh, restored. And then the person that had that, I believe, also died in a car crash. Or died mysteriously. Yeah, so that's why it's called Little Bastard. Yeah. And so that's a curse. I, I would think that would be like a cursed object to me. I, I mean, that's weird that... I didn't know Natalie Wood was in that movie. Well, that's really strange. Was James Dean... J- James Dean is his name, right? Yes. Yeah. Was he into anything as far as, like, occultism or anything? As far as we know, no. No, he was just this guy that... He he wanted to act. He did, like, three... He only did, like, three movies. And he was, he was really, really good. He was, like, a... A prodigy of acting. So how did he acquire the spider? The Porsche? With the money that he money made that from he acting. Money that he made from acting. Okay. They made it, especially Devil Without a Cause, that was a huge hit. Because like I said, like, I think Marlon Brando, well, you didn't... No, uh, yeah, they didn't specify all, it just, it's just going through all the uh, But he stuff. did get into an accident in that car. Yes, that's yes. what, he, that's how he died. And people go out and visit his, uh, the, well, the place where the crash was all the time. They leave, like, pictures and stuff. Uh, what other, I mean, what other cursed movies can you guys think of? Because, I mean, there's a lot well, of The first them. thing that comes to my uh, mind is Poltergeist. Poltergeist was uh, bad. All, all three movies. Yeah, all three movies had or some sort Amity of Or Amityville Horror. I, I don't... No. No? That one I think... Because they've already... I, I believe the author of the book that the movies are based on uh, actually said it was a hoax. Huh. That they used to help the people that own the house sell the house for a hire. Oh, well. So that. everybody would make money off it. All right, well... well there may have been murders there, but as far as the hauntings go, I'm uh, pretty sure it's a hoax. Yeah, Dennis Hopper was in it. Really? I mean, he lived a long time. Uh, the life. Exorcist of Emily Ro- Emily Rhodes. I didn't know anything cursed about that one. What, what happened on that? Well, supposedly what had happened was um, the lead actress would uh, experience, after uh, I think one of the um, possession scenes, her uh, television would go on and off. It would flip through the channels or her lights would go on and off. Yeah, that again goes back to the fact that any exorcist movie, paranormal movie, Horror movie has some type of issue. Yeah, it, like it, well, it ties in the because any exorcism and stuff like that's theology. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of weird that on both sides it's yeah, some type of weird. If you, issue. if you play a priest, you something's gonna happen to you. So don't play a priest, people. So so in a case so in a case like uh, James Dean and his Porsche, would that be considered cursed or would that be just coincidence? Cursed. How do you figure? I I would have to look at, I would have to look at the fact that. I don't, I don't like to use the word curse. Or because, really. or maybe somebody's a terrible driver and they just don't know how to drive. Uh, the there has been multiple people that have died in that car in the almost yeah, exact same ways, man. That's a little weird. You can tell me four or five people drove that car and were bad at driving. James Dean used to ride his. Like, he was known for being crazy with his cars and stuff like that. Like, he's, you know, he's James Dean. He's a rebel, but he knew what he was doing. I want to say he used to race. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not, I mean, like, like no, street racing, but, like, he used to race race. So he knew how to handle a car. Well, it takes his one accent. Yeah, I get that, but five people with things that are built from the same car or within the same car, that's a little, that's a little weird. 
Oh, I guess I was wrong. I'm sorry. And it wasn't... Dennis Hopper's not in it. It's William Hopper. Dennis Hopper, too. Oh, it's just a starring right here. It doesn't say Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. So it just has a goon, so that means he probably wasn't credited. That was probably one of his first movies. Yep. Huh. I could have sworn... That's weird. I thought Marlon Brando was in this. Huh. Could be another... Another movie I know he's... Okay, so it. he's screen destined for it, but... Ah, uh, uh, could be weird. what it was. Oh, wait. Wait, was it... Hold on a minute. Huh. I don't know, man. That's weird. I could have sworn... He was in a movie with James Dean. I don't know. Curses, they're a little... There's, once again, coincidences. Do I believe that it's like an actual curse? Probably not. Do I think it's an extremely crazy coincidence that can't be explained? Yeah. I mean, unless those cars were built like shit. Yeah. But I don't... I don't what, what kind of car was it? It was a Porsche. It was a Porsche? I don't think it was built badly. A Porsche 550 Spider. Maybe, maybe in that case, Porsches are, are uh, cursed. Well, if that's the case, how come nobody else has died in a similar car crash like James Dean? Oh. Um, Paul Walker. He was driving a Porsche. Well, well he wasn't. His friend was. Oh, yes, well, it was a Porsche. <laughs> that's different. Well, they contributed. To you drive arrogantly. Too. Come on. Well, okay, but still. Right. I mean, was there any other deaths associated with Fast and the Furious? With what? Was there any other deaths associated with Fast and the Furious other than Paul Walker? No, but with Porsche, Ryan Dunn died in one. So, I mean, like, you can find these coincidences anywhere, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't make it cursed. Well, would parts from The Little Bastard be in the same Porsche that Ryan Dunn? Or Probably not. Ryan Dunn had, like, a brand new Porsche. Unless, unless he was like, I need some of those parts from James Dean. You know... I don't think And in 2005 They think they've actually Found Little Bastard again Really? Yeah Wasn't the car in a museum? I don't think I don't know, so Because I, I think I think it's been like Restored and Crashed Several times I can't imagine How much money Has been put into that car To restore it well, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find I wonder if Christine Was based on that I know Christine wasn't a Porsche, but I wonder if I wonder if Christine was based on that killer uh, car. Wasn't that also a Stephen King movie? Yes, that one's all right. I like that one. Yeah, supposedly he did it uh, because someone, uh, I guess someone said he couldn't write it or something. I saw like a headline of it. I haven't really looked into. Dude, this just got really strange. On September 23rd of 1955, Dean met actor Alec Guinness. Do you know who that is? It's Obi Kenobi. Oh, sorry, it's Obi Wan Kenobi, the original Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, apparently, he had told Dean that the car had a sinister look to it, and then also told him, and I guess this is a quote from him: "If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by the time next week. By this time next week, seven days later, Dean would be killed in his his beloved little bastard." That's creepy. That is maybe Alec Guinness was jealous and killed him. Maybe yeah. sabotage the brakes. Go back and ask. You go, you go back. We use our time machine, our DeLorean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go through the back. Go through the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> okay. So okay, and then we get deeper into it. Uh, 
I guess other people who came in contact with it, he he customized the 550 originally for Dean when he bought the rest wrecked carcass of Little Bastard. It slid off a trailer and broke a mechanic's leg. Uh, not long after Barrett sold the engine... Oh, I guess this is after. So after it sold the engine and drive drivetrain to Troy McHenry and William Eshring. While the two were both racing against one another in cars that had parts for the little bastard, they both died. Wait, well, no. One of them hit a tree. Killed him instantly. Eshring was injured when his car suddenly locked up and rolled over while going into a turn. So yeah, they were racing each other. Racing each other and something happened to both cars. That's crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. Uh, Barris had, I guess, two tires from uh, the car, which were untouched in Dean's accident, from the car. Uh, he sold them, and then those blew out simultaneously, causing the new owner's car to run off the road. <laughs> yeah, this is, see, this is... I would love to do it. I, I would love to investigate Little Bastard. Who would want to drive around with a little, ba- little bastard with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess... Uh, he, so, Barris hid the car after he after he thought it was cursed. The cur- he convinced it was cursed. Uh, and then... Then they uh, they used the heap for a highway safety exhibit. Whew. Yeah, this gets... This is really weird, man. So, uh, go, go look into Little Bastard. That ties into our theory... Or, or not our theory, but our theme for this, because Natalie Wood was in that movie. Mm-hmm. She died a tragic death. I don't know if she ever wrote in Little Bastard. She died a horrific death. Well, not horror. I mean, it was terrible. It wasn't really horrific. I guess drowning is kind of horrific. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, that ties into a lot of different things. And then I, w- I wonder what other cursed movies are out there that kind of tie back to this one now that I'm thinking about it, that tie back to James Dean. I don't know if there was any cursed weird things that happened with Easy Rider, which is a Dennis Hopper movie, um, where I know that when they did the LSD trip scene in the cemetery, they were supposedly really on LSD, <laughs> which I wouldn't want to do in a New Orleans cemetery. <laughs> no, thank you. No, it seems like so much fun. You don't want to go to Mary Laveau's grave and trip acid? Yeah. No, I'm good. Come on, be fine. Well, one, I wouldn't want to do that anyway. Two, I definitely wouldn't want to do it in a uh, a tour group. Well, you can't go visit her grave anymore without a tour group. Because yeah. somebody ruined it. Because somebody had to spray paint it with latex paint and mess it up. Yeah, it's kind of messy, yeah. The, nobody had a problem with you. It was kind of like a... It was against the law, but it wasn't like a bad thing that you would do the X because a lot of people believed in it in that area, so... It's kind of, it wasn't, I mean, it was frowned upon by some people. But realistically, most people realized it was just a New Orleans tradition. That's all it was. And now you can't do it. You let it go ruin it. Yeah, so you put the X's up, then take a shot. Oh, New Orleans is a fun place. I gotta take, I, Christian, we gotta go to New Orleans. I encourage anybody else that's in the paranormal, go to New Orleans. You will not be disappointed. Nope. At all. You will see stuff. I guarantee you will see something that is just like, what just happened, man? It's insane. Um, I remember t- I remember telling Patrick before he went uh, all these stories. He just looked at me like I was batshit crazy. 
And then when he got there, he's calling me. He's like, you know how you said this was going to happen? Yeah, it happened. It's great. It's a great place. It's a rowdy place. We won't bring up the time I got molested. No, we won't. No, not on this podcast. Maybe on another podcast. Yeah, another one. Um, Things Not to Do in New Orleans by Hitchhiker's Guide to Nerdism. <laughs> Hitchhiker's um, Guide to Tourism. Yeah, you know, we haven't gotten there yet. We've only got <laughs> one, one, one step at a time. Baby steps. Can you think of any other cursed movies? Uh, I mean, yeah. it surprises me that nothing weird happened on Ghostbusters. <laughs> that, that really shocks me. Well, at least nothing that I'm aware of. I mean, there might have been something. The, one, the, the, ma- the, the major movies that come to my mind are uh, the, the, the Shining. Well, The Shining wasn't. There wasn't really any like curses behind The Shining. It was just the hotel itself that was really haunted. Huh? I don't know, supposedly some weird stuff happened to people there. I know Stanley Kubrick was a huge jerk to a... I can't remember the actress's name. Yeah, she's actually scarred because of that. Huh? Scarred? Yeah. Yeah. You know what he did? Yeah. Hey, everybody, if she asks you if she's doing good, don't say anything to her. Act like she doesn't exist. Yeah. Every time she'd ask him for advice, he'd tell her she's awful and she needs to try harder. I mean, it drove, it, dude. She was losing hair by the, the the end of the production of that. I would consider that a curse. Like that dude, that dude. And did you know the little kid in the movie that played Danny mm-hmm. didn't even realize this is how weird Kubrick was. Kubrick was so nice to the little boy, and how they set up scenes with the little boy that until he became older, that kid didn't realize he was in a horror movie. That's the that's how good Kubrick was as a director, or Kubrick. I mean, it's just like Albert Hitchcock. He was the same way. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the birds alone, he would just torture and just really do the same thing to the, the actress in that. Look what he did in Psycho. Especially with the actress in the uh, the shower scene. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom? Yeah. Surprising nothing's happened to that family. Right? New Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, the, the curse movie thing is kind of cool. I feel like there's a lot more we could delve into. Oh yeah, for sure. We could probably go on to in, in the more into individual movies too if we wanted to. Well, we kind of did that a little well, bit. I mean, like, we did the more. crow. We touched on the crow a little bit. Yeah. Um. Un- unfortunately, I do. Th- I I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain because tragedy can happen and strike anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to certain people, I think it just maybe gets tied to these curses. You have to remember these people are famous, so people are going to grasp at straws and figure out. Some sort of rhyme or reason behind mm-hmm. what happened. It's just like King Tut's tomb. Everybody believes in the curse of the mummy because after they found King Tut's tomb, almost everybody involved with finding it dropped dead. Yep. That has actually been almost scientifically proven on what happened. When you open up a place that's been sealed for thousands of years, what do you think's inside that place? Dust, mold, Germs that have been locked away in this tomb that have just been evolving and just mm-hmm. doing their thing. They got infected with some, with some kind of disease that had no cure back then. Yeah, and that was what, like 1904 or something when they found that? Something like that. Around that time. Around the 1900s. No, I think, wait, we looked this up the other day, didn't we? It was 19, I think it was 19, I, see, I said a date last time, but I was completely wrong. It is the early 1900s. Uh, Tube discovery. Uh, so, 
1922. Ancient to King Tut's tomb discovered in time. And we're about to do this again. We are about in King Tut's tomb. I think it's King Tut's tomb. They've just found, using like infrared technology, they have just found sealed passageways that have not been touched or explored. They're going to take a little camera and stick it in there to see what's like in there before they actually try to open it up. Wasn't there a pyramid horror movie that they made? Well, like um, like uh, like what they did with the uh, As Above So Below. I didn't see that movie. I don't know what that's about. So As Above So Below. Yeah, it's about the catacombs of Paris. Oh, could you imagine that? See, and I see. I there was a there was a really horrible thing that happened to somebody in one of the catacombs. Uh, they went out. Her and a group went out drinking. And they're like, let's go down to the catacombs. number one. Let's go down to the catacombs. So they were wandering around. She decided to go off on her own little yeah, path. No. I, her her flashlight went dead. And they never they didn't find her until a tourist group went off path weeks later and found her. As far as the catacombs, I'd investigate that. Mm-hmm. I would love to investigate the catacombs. That's not exploiting a tragedy because those people, most of them died... You know, some of them died tragic, I'm sure. Most of them died normally. That's what that's just how they used to do things. I would I would explore the Ripley's believe it or not in New Orleans. All because of that one archway going up the stairs. I don't know if they still had Jack Ruby's car when you went. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I would because I would definitely investigate that place. That is the that is the craziest Ripley's I've been to. I've been to like three of them or four of them. That's that's the nutso one. The one in Orlando, really gimmicky now. One in St. Augustine, it's cool. I haven't been in a long time. The one in New Orleans, though, oh, Jack Ruby's car, the Berlin Wall, the archway of bones and skulls. Yeah, I would definitely investigate that place. Because you got to think of just those three exhibits alone. That's Those are real bones and skulls that were dragged out of the swamps of, you know, of New Orleans because those were bodies that were so old from a time period when they didn't realize that they oh we had to bury them above ground that they came up that they would come up yeah you could still find them if you go to this if you go to the, like the swampy areas oh, you can yeah. still find bones floating up wouldn't be surprised I don't know if it's true but supposedly there's a whole cemetery and church that's completely underwater in New Orleans somewhere like that would be I don't scuba dive mm. but that would be cool to go check out just because think about that eerie going underwater and seeing this church and then a cemetery. As far as curses, though, I mean, like, do you believe in curses? I mean, New Orleans. The reason I brought up New Orleans, though, is because of voodoo and the curses that come with voodoo. And yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I think part of me, be- part of me, believes in curses, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like kind of skeptic, like kind of skeptic. But I also know that it's like what you said earlier. There's no such thing as coincidences if certain things line up. Well, if certain things line up, but if you go looking for connections, you're guaranteed to sometimes find connections. You see what I'm saying? Like, maybe that model of the Porsche did have bad parts that caused them to be uncontrollable at certain things. Back then, they didn't have recalls. Mm-hmm. So things would go unnoticed. So maybe certain types of Porsches for certain years, because I know that a certain year won't work for certain years on parts. Yeah. So it's always going to be that same type of car. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Little Bastard's not cursed. Maybe it was just an oversight that they didn't catch. And back then, like I said, there wasn't really recalls that I know of. It wasn't like a thing back then. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe those Porsches, those spiders. I don't know how rare spiders were, but I know they still make they 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 use well they don't still make them. But there's another company that started making spiders. Um, in like the two thousands. I think a car like that is a collector's item. They probably don't make them anymore. Well, especially a car like was a it, I don't know about spider? I don't know I don't know about the Porsche five fifty spider, um, but I do know that. Um, the newer spider, I believe, is the you're sitting on the engine basically. No, no, like the engine's like right behind you or underneath you. On the Porsche? No, not the. I don't know about the Porsche one. I'm talking about like the newer spider that came out. Oh, you're talking about like now? Like, yeah, like the well, not now. They don't make them anymore. I don't think, but I believe like you were like. No, it had to be in, in either the back or the front. Because why would you sit on top of the engine? Because it was the way the car was built. Make it more aerodynamic. Yeah, but look at a Lamborghini. The la- the uh, the engine of a Lamborghini isn't it's, underneath it. It's, it's in the back, right? It's in the back. Yeah. Or a Ferrari, too. No, well, yeah, Ferrari and a Lamborghini. Engine's always in the back. Kind of like the real topic there for him. It's like cursed movies. And yeah, it's called a mid-engine. Oh, really? Mid-engine layout describes the placement of an automobile engine between the rear and front axles. Huh! What do you know? I didn't know that. Um, I, I don't... don't know. I'm trying to find... I think the Spider was one of the... I don't know about the, the, the Porsche one. I, I really don't know about the Porsche Spider. But... I could see where parts could be... If, uh, in, or not infected. Uh, defective. 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 <laughs> yeah, they have some kind of, like, virus... <laughs> I mean, Focus the, on the T buyers. The production for the 550 looks like it was from 1953 to 1956. So 90 of them were produced. How many? 90. 90. Only 90. Limited see, I could see, I could see them having defects and parts for that particular car. Mm-hmm. That would cause, it would cause. If, like I said, if you, if you look, go looking for connections, you might find them. We do sometimes go off on tangents with the show where we find connections. You know, like we did last week with the Oni, with the book, the, 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 the Geiger's Codex, we found somewhat of a connection. Now, was that necessarily an actual connection? No. But, and it, we, we, weren't, we weren't really looking for them, but we found them. That's what I'm saying. There's always, it's like conspiracy theories. You're, if you go looking for things, you're always going to find them to fit your, 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 your mindset. Your mindset. Like, if you go in thinking that, uh, you can find links to certain things because of JFK. You're going to find them, especially in that situation. There's been a lot of them. Curses. I mean, it's weird that nobody's ever mentioned JFK's car. Is JFK's car cursed? I mean, an American legend died in that. Is it even still around? I'm stuff? sure. I mean, they, I mean, well, how come we haven't seen it? It might be in the Smithsonian. I doubt it. What do you mean you doubt? You know what the I don't Smithsonian think so. has? I mean, the Smithsonian has everything from we'll th- spacecraft we'll to Fozzie's jacket. We'll look at the cons- we'll think about it. We'll look at the conspiracy theories surrounding JFK's assassination. Why would you put something like that in a museum if there's so much conspiracy behind it? Well, what if there's something in that car that was covered up? They would have gotten rid of that. I mean, th- if it's done by the government, the government's going to get rid of that, and that's well, they know where it's at. Well, they'd probably just destroy the car. Yeah, maybe. They did lose his brain. <laughs> but they did. Supposedly they lost his brain in the National Library. 
Oh, so why do you have a brain in the National Library? Yeah, how do you lose a brain? How, do you, how does that even go missing? Like, I misplaced it, guys. We don't know where it is. I don't it's, know, I mean... We set it in the bathroom and it disappeared. <laughs> we, we parked a car in the bathroom, Steve. It's gone. What? <laughs> what do you mean the car? How did you even park in the, the bathroom? Magic. It pulled up Chris Angel. We uh, hired a magician. He blew our minds. Mind I feet. guess you could say he freaked them. <laughs> I'm trying to see if this car is... Uh, okay, well, I I don't know if this is just... Okay, so... <laughs> wow. It's The car was... After Kennedy's assassination, there were significant upgrades to the car with armor plating, bulletproof hard top was added. Obviously, we're not going to make that mistake, Trey. Uh, it resumed its role to Lyndon B. Johnson. So it became Lyndon B. Johnson's car. 1967 and later remained in service until 1978. When it was sent to the Henry Ford Museum. Oh my god, oh, I've wow. seen that car. Whoa. That's crazy. I've been to that museum. That is one of the coolest museums ever. I have seen that car not realizing because I was like a small child. Insane. It's it because it's in Deerfield, Michigan. I think it's a place called like Greenfield Village or something like that. There's mm. with it. Mm-hmm. Greenfield Village is cool. They have they have. I've been in Webster's. Uh, the guy that made the dictionary. Been in his house. I would love to investigate that place actually, because what they did, they have, they took all these famous things, these buildings, and they moved them to this village. George Washington Carver's house is there. I might be because I was like a younger person. Um. I might be misinterpreting this in my brain. I swear the support beams in his house had peanuts carved into them. Not even like, I think, because he was like obsessed with peanuts. It wasn't just peanut butter. It was a bunch of stuff. So I think, I think it was, they had like little peanuts carved into his support beams. I've been to Thomas Edison's workshop there, I believe. I think that's one of the places that's there. It's either that or Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell's workshop was put there. Uh, Webster's house, the guy from the dictionary. Yeah, it's a cool place. But the thing about it, you take in all these places with a lot of history behind them. So I'm wondering, that'd be a cool place to investigate now that I think about it. That'd be awesome. So there's another on the list. But it's, so as far as, as far as cursed, I don't know, man. Maybe that is, maybe it is cursed. Don't know. Don't know if Little Bastard's cursed. Don't know if any of the movies we mentioned are cursed. I guess it comes down to... Coincidence. Coincidence. If you believe in coincidence, then fine. I mean, like I do, somewhat. Not all, of, you know. Like I said, well, they're, they're, what is it? Improbable coincidences. Mm-hmm. Things that are coincidental, but there's no reason why they should be possibly to or possible to be coincidental. Right. I think we've covered everything. We have mm-hmm. no. I, I couldn't find a good story this week again. Other than uh, Patrick's nice little. Story well, yeah, we had Patrick's story, but nothing. I mean, like no paranormal news of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would end the show. I guess with that, uh, are you, do you have anything to say? Yes. Uh, don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash bumpinthenightparanormal. Also, our merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash bumpinthenightparanormal. And we're going to be adding a new design soon. Yeah, right. uh, I wanted to make an announcement about that. I'm working on it. I am working on it. Basically, it's kind of Cthulhu themed, in some aspects. I'm making I'm making tentacles basically form the letters of bump. I don't know what I'm to do with in the night paranormal, 
but the tentacles are coming up out of like darkness to form bump and the only problem the only one I'm having problems with is the M the M is being really pesky so yes there's a new there's a new design coming um also have the other one to the uh, bark oh yeah uh we're going to redesign our original logo for you fans of ours that have pets uh to for our bandanas uh it's gonna be it's gonna say bark in the night paranormal and uh it's pre- pretty much I, i'm what i'm thinking right now is and we're not saying because we want to shock kittens or anything like that you know we're, instead of the house in the center of the lightning it's gonna be like a cat sitting there looking evil so that's gonna happen soon there's a lot of stuff coming thank you for listening thank you for the the suggestions we we get quite a bit of them surprisingly uh, I will be going over. There's somebody that comments on her. I'm not sure what their real name is. Comments on her page all the time. I just want to give a shout out to them. Uh, you've given us a lot of suggestions, so in the next couple episodes, we'll be talking about some of it. If I can find some good, decent information on it, uh, you were. He mentioned something about binary coding, and somehow projecting that into someone's brain. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to Flimsy Indo. Is that is that the flimsy endo? So this was your comment. Okay, I got maybe a few more suggestions. One of them would be the similarity between the Japanese women who came down in some sort of craft in ancient Japan and the Japanese pilot that saw similar craft while on an airliner. I I want to look into that one. That one seems interesting. It's funny though because I wonder if that has anything to do with the uh, the inspiration for Mothra and the two girls that that mm. summon Mothra in the mm-hmm. Godzilla films. Yeah, I went there. I mentioned kaiju, um, and then you mentioned something about binary coding uh, being beamed into a soldier's head, and then in, and then translated into something, and then something about the fourth kind movie that I'm gonna I have not been able to watch that movie, uh, so I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I'll, I'll see if it's I'll try to find out if it's a hoax or not. What the fourth kind? No, not not the fourth kind, but what he's mentioning in there. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, it's very awesome to have you on our show um there's some other people that well one other person i'd like to give a shout out to because she she's always given me suggestions and ideas she gave us the one on the um oh the one with the the psychic warfare remote viewing remote viewing and that was an interesting story it ended up being something that i thought was totally different than what i thought so mm-hmm. that worked out very good i'd also like to give a, a shout out to sonia who comes into my store she always gives me good suggestions. She gave us the one on remote viewing. Um, there's a few other ones, so I've been looking into them. She she's the one that got me the paperwork on that that bat or the what are they called the bed and breakfast that that one that's selling for super cheap for it's basically a Victorian mansion. I think it's a good investment. Might be haunted. Be cool. I would market it as a, nobody seems to do that. I would market it not in a gimmicky way, but market it as a haunted, possibly haunted bed and breakfast. I don't know if the owners are, if it's in disrepair, and that's why it's cheap, or if they're just done with the haunting. So I'm going to look into that some more. Maybe maybe eventually we could uh, start a Patreon to buy that. That'd be cool. You guys, whoever whoever donates the most to that can come stay at it for a week for free. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming. A lot of shout-outs to be given. Thank you for anybody that listens. We can't do this show without you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts with the highest appreciation possible. I guess with that, I'm Matthew Ferry, Christian Sakara, Patrick Lola, and this has been Pump of the Night Paranormal Radio. Remember, if it bumps in the night, we, we bump, bump back. back.